This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, August 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a fuel leak interrupted NASA's launch countdown for its new moon rocket early Monday, reappearing in the same place that saw seepage during a dress rehearsal back in the spring. You sent the, the link this morning yeah. to watch Yeah, it. I'm wrong. I was excited. Well, well, not necessary. So launch controllers halted the tank operation, which already was running an hour late because of thunderstorms offshore. They slowly resumed uh, the process to confirm that it was indeed a hydrogen fuel leak and not fall sensors, but alarms forced another temporary pause as uh, precious minutes in the countdown ticked away. So the window to launch the rocket opens at 8.33 a.m. Eastern Time. NASA has two hours to launch before the window closes. The 322-foot rocket is the most powerful ever built by NASA, outmuscling even the Saturn V that carried astronauts to the moon a half a century ago. This test flight, if successful, would put a crew capsule into lunar orbit for the first time in 50 years. No astronauts were inside the Orion capsule atop the rocket at NASA. NASA's Kennedy Space Center. Instead, three test dummies were strapped in for the lunar orbiting mission, expected to last six weeks. Even with no one on board, thousands of people jammed the coast to see the Space Launch System, or SLS, rocket soar. Vice President uh, Kamala Harris flew into Orlando with her husband, but had yet to make the uh, hour-long drive to Cape Canaveral for the planned liftoff. The next launch attempt wouldn't be until Friday at the earliest. Nick. I'm excited. The, the Saturn, it's Saturn V, by the way. That's a Roman oh, numeral. But it's all right. <laughs> you but- know me. I didn't know my Roman numerals. No biggie, but the the, the, the fact that these this is larger, bigger, more powerful is so exciting to me. I cannot wait to see this thing lift off. It just looks cool, yes. too. The yes. design is cool. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we can hope for Friday. Uh, Norristown residents are being told to boil their water before using for drinking or cooking Pennsylvania American Wouldn't water. Did you set. burn your mouth? In a statement issued Sunday, the boil water advisory was issued due to a water main break on West Elm Street. The break happened Sunday and crews began working on a repair at about 1130 in the morning. The water from the tap could be used for bathing, washing and other uses, but they're saying not for drinking or cooking. Uh, The advisory is in place until further notice. The company stated a water tanker would be available for residents to use. That uh, became available yesterday at 7 p.m. They asked customers to bring their own containers. Uh, The tanker is set up on the 900 block of Hawes Avenue. Pennsylvania American Water thought repairs could take up to 12 hours, but would advise customers of their progress. For one day, movie tickets will be just $3 in the vast majority of American theaters as part of a newly launched National Cinema Day to lure, to lure moviegoers during a quiet spell at the box office. The Cinema Foundation, a nonprofit arm of the National Association of Theater Owners, on Sunday announced that September 3rd will be a nationwide discount day in more than 3,000 theaters and on more than 30,000 screens. Uh, major chains including AMC and Regal Cinemas are participating as all major film studios. In, uh, in participating theaters, ticker, tickets will be no more than $3 for every showing in every format. Labor Day weekend is traditionally one of the slowest weekends in theaters. I remember uh, years and years ago, there was a theater chain up in New York and in the general area. It was uh, 1976, and so they made it uh, 76 cents for your ticket. (laughs) And uh, that company went out of business. Oh, no. We still have a, a $2. It was Wednesdays during the summer. It's $2 at a theater near me um, to go yeah. and see a movie. It's uh, and- still a blast. Uh, you know, I, I love going to the to the theater, especially if you're going to see, like, we saw Top Gun Maverick for crying out loud. It, that's, you have to see that movie that way. It's just yeah. the best. 
Uh, this year, the August lull has been especially acute for exhibitors. Uh, Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas, cited the scant supply of major new releases in its recent plan to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. But if successful, National Cinema Day could flood theaters with moviegoers and potentially prompt them to return in the fall. After more than two years of pandemic, movie theaters rebounded significantly over the summer, seeing business return to nearly pre-pandemic levels. Films like Top Gun Maverick, uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Doctor Strange, and the multi-universe uh, of Madness and Jurassic World Domination uh, pushed the domestic summer box office to $3.3 billion in ticket sales as of August 21st. Organizers... Like a billion! They were starting to hit a groove, Kathy, with the, the, you know, they they, uh, introduced the movie taverns and that whole concept and these things that were uh, uh, like 4D and they they were trying to goose a little bit and that was working and then COVID hit. Uh, organizers of National Cinema Day describe the event as a trial that could become an annual fixture. Mm. While some other countries have experimented with similar days of cheap movie tickets, the initiative is the first of its kind on such a large scale in the United States. So that will be on September 3rd. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-0 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. The Pirates ended a seven-game losing streak and won for only the third time in 16 games as they snapped the Phillies' six-game winning streak. The Phillies are on the road this week and will travel to Arizona tonight to open up a three-game series against the Diamondbacks. Ranger Suarez will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 940. Rory McIlroy rallied from a six-shot deficit in the final round against the number one player in the world and closed with a four-under 66 to become the first three-time winner of the FedEx Cup. Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, finished the uh, third round at 66 and built a six-shot lead. But he made only one birdie in his closing round and tied the PGA Tour record for losing a six-shot lead in the final round. McElroy had a 17-under-263 for his raw score the best of the week and finished at 21-under to capture the $18 million bonus prize. And the Union won again at home when yeah. they beat the Colorado Rapids 6-0 on Saturday night. The Union, who haven't lost at home all season, have 15 wins and 54 points. They'll be at home again on Wednesday night when they host Atlanta United. The match will begin at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Here we are, Monday. We haven't had a Monday together in a while over the summer, and now we are here and happy to bring to you all that we have. We do have some uh, things to get to today. We have a new Word of the Week prize. Now it's going to be a four-letter word because we do have Friday off, so a heads up on that. We have a trip for two to see Bush, Allison, Chains, and Breaking Benjamin in West Palm Beach, Florida. Nice. Wow. Saturday, October 1st. And uh, round-trip airfare, two nights hotels, so it's a cool setup. But we'll give that away on Thursday. Yes. So just keep track that it's going to be a four-letter word this week. couple of guests on the show. Uh, we're going to talk to G. Love of G. Love and Special Sauce fame. Uh, he is performing at Laguna in Brigantine tonight. So a little plug-a-rama for that, just to check in. We t- actually talked to him not that long ago. No, not too long ago. I actually yeah. saw him perform, I think, at this same venue uh, two or three years ago. Oh, yeah? He was great. Oh, it's man. an awesome venue. Fun show when you see G-Love. And we'll talk to him around 8.30 or so. And then at 9, Birdie Boy's giving us a call. Mm-hmm. Bert Kreischer. Uh-huh. And he's calling us from Hawaii. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be 3 a.m. where he's That's at. what I thought. And I thought he it's... wants to do it. Okay, man. This uh, is his so call. Absolutely. We'll talk to him because he has got gigs coming up in AC Saturday and Sunday night 
at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, so why not? We'll talk to Burt Kreischer. The guy knows how to promote, man. Yeah, he does. When we worked at Y100, um, I had a friend who lived in Hawaii, and I would when I would be driving into work, she would be she would call me on her way home from like going out. Yeah, and she, because of the time difference, it matched up, and she knew I would be awake and driving <laughs> to work, and so she'd call me. Time a lot enough. of times, she was drunk on the other end, but <laughs> sure. whatever. I can imagine. I'm gonna guess Burt might have a little buzz going on <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning in Hawaii. So we'll check in with him. And just see where his mind is at. So that is coming up uh, this weekend. Outside of that, we've got a bunch of things to give away. Uh, stupid question. we got some uh, Philly Burger Brawl tickets to uh, throw into your hands. And we'll Is the that. deadline today, by the way, for the... Uh, all week long. It's always sunny? It is. Yes, all yeah, right. Yeah, 10 a.m. All right. Uh, so if you uh, would like to get on board and be one of the people that uh, is competing here in our studio for uh, the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode... Uh, or for the uh, the podcast, uh, then what you can do is go to PrestonandSteve.com tell us why you think that you know the gang better than anybody else in Philly. So let's get you to do that. But the deadline is today. So uh, we'll have you head in that direction and let us know. And then we're going to do that on Thursday this week. So get set for it. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The MTV Video Music Awards were last night. We'll do a little recap of that as well. Stupid questions, some other entertainment stories. Stay put. We won't be gone long. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not. Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got a text. I want to say what's up to Joey and company from Northeast Philly. It says Gadzooks listening on our trip from Orlando to Cape Canaveral to see the NASA launch today. I hope it happens, man. I mean, listen, that that's one of the reasons, like, I've, I've never officially made a plan to go watch a launch because they, be sure. they scrub them all Can't the time. Can't be sure, yeah. Uh, but still, bucket list. Got to get in, and see one. So this, the story is that people like Chris Evans and a number of celebrities are going to be on hand today. So yeah. maybe because they're there, they'll do it regardless of safety or not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Captain America's here. Yeah. Let's light this candle. We don't want to disappoint. All right, so we're going to ask a stupid question and give away as a prize pair of tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl, which is Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. The question we'll go with this morning is Easter Island is a part of which South American country? Uh Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to that question? Call now. If so, Easter Island is a part of which South American country? 215-263-WMMR. WMMR just got a handful of birthdays today on Monday, August 29th, and we will start with Rebecca De Mornay, uh, who you know from Risky Business. That was her big breakthrough role. That was a huge role, and Tom Cruise as well. That's when everything yeah. turned for Tom Cruise. Yep, but uh, she's been in uh, a bunch of other movies throughout the years. She's uh, great. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, she's really good in that. Pretty cool one. Yeah, she is 63 today. You know, her dad was a like a Morton Downey... Jerry Springerish kind what? of talk show host in L.A. Like he was, I remember this Local? guy. He had like a shock of blonde hair and and huh. uh, 
and and they were uh, they didn't like each other. They they were a very strained relationship. No yep. kidding. Wow. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we also have Elliot Gould, the great Elliot Gould, eighty four years old today. This is music from the uh, Oceans uh, films, Oceans eleven, twelve, and thirteen, and he's in uh, eleven and twelve. Is he in thirteen too? Yeah, he has yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he he goes up against Al Pacino. That's in 13. right. Yeah, you know what he's really good in, and it's uh, you forget he's in it, but American History X. Uh, that's right. He plays yeah. uh, the teacher yeah. who's dating uh, the mom. Right, right, yeah, right. You're right. Uh, he's in the the first film ver- the film version of the movie Mash. He plays Trapper. He's great. Uh, he's great in that. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. It's excellent. Yeah, uh, he is 84 years old today. Uh, William Friedkin, the director, Steve. Genius. Yeah. The Unbelievable. Uh, the French Connection, the Sorcerer. Yeah. Um, he's a director's director, and uh, he's also known Preston. <laughs> for taking risks now and then. That French Connection car chase, mm-hmm. they had permits for a good portion of it. Oh, really? But there were parts where they just went for it. Exorcist scarred me without yeah. question. It was, it was, it's, it, it did its number on the entire country, on a good chunk of the world. I, I clearly remember my mother taking me to, a, to an afternoon matinee. My father was terrified, would not go anywhere near the theater. Everyone had read the book. Yeah. And so he was mortified. But my mom said, yeah, let's go. Uh, he is 87 today. Uh, Carla Gugino. Oh. Has her birthday. Love her. I do love her. She's great. She's been by here before. And uh, Watchman, I, I, I co-starred with her. Co-starred. Yes, absolutely. Sorry. Right. He didn't just work with her. You right. co-starred, co-starred with her. With her. Mighty still... Max, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you play a hooker? Uh, no, nope. I played a flight attendant. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but also movies like uh, Watchmen, uh, Night of the Museum, Sin City. She's great in uh, the Spy Kids movies. Uh, she is celebrating her 51st birthday today. She's in American Gangster, Gerald's Game. You know what? I've never seen Gerald's Game. I need to see that. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is actress Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, from Glee, Scream Queens. A lot of, still a lot of story surfers of her just being very difficult to work with. So yeah. she's currently um, playing Funny Girl, Funny right? Girl, yes. So she's playing Fanny Bryce on uh, on Broadway. And, of course, Preston, they're doing everything they can to sort of show the cast loving her and giving her birthday gifts and stuff like that to sort of fight that image. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, she came in. I mean, she's going, uh, they, you know, kicked the other girl off. Did they kick her off, really? Yeah, huh. that's that's what I had uh, heard on the... She got great reviews in the role. Yeah, I don't know. She played Monica Lewinsky, too, <laughs> on the... Uh... What the hell was her name? I knew it's yeah. uh, Jonah, uh, uh, who do you call it? Jonah Hill's sister. Okay. What the freak is her name? I don't know, yeah. Some weird name. Some weird name. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Leah Michelle turns 36. Today, Beanie so. Feldstein. That's, That's it. it. Beanie, Beanie Feldstein? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, uh, well, a tip of the hat to Beanie Feldstein this morning. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Easter Island is a part of which South American country? Let's see if you know that answer. We'll go to Mike. Yo, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good you guys love big burgers. Oh, thank ah, you. you love big burgers? We love big burgers. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, do me a favor and tell me. You said it all, man. You got to say it. Uh, uh, Easter Island is part of which South American country, sir? Chile. Chile. You got it, man. Hey, um, big burger. Mike, you get to go hang out with a bunch of big burgers because you have tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl. 
<laughs> Sunday, October 23rd, Xfinity Live. You can enjoy unlimited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs, plus live music and activities all day. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com, use the keyword burger. Proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-Risk Teen Initiative and the School District of Philadelphia's after-school programming. All right, the MTV Video Music Awards were... La- oh, wait, let me go through the box office. First. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done that in a little while because we haven't been on on Mondays. Um, at the box office, uh, number one was The Invitation at $7 million, followed by Bullet Train, Beast, Top Gun Maverick is still in the top five at number four, followed by Dragon Ball Super Superhero, uh, DC League of Super Pets, 3,000 Years Longing, Minions Rise of Gru, number nine is Thor, Love and Thunder, and ten, Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, so Taylor Swift took home the top prize at the MTV Video Music Awards last night. I could she... not bring myself to it. I saw it pressed and I saw it in the, in the schedule. I'm like, I, I just can't. It's probably the first time you haven't watched it, too, right? Well, yeah. They're so irrelevant. And the funny thing is, they plopped it on the CW. That's where it's running. What? Yeah, and the CW. And the CW, the perception was that it was a young audience. They just did testing and surveying. They found out that the median age of the CW viewer is 58. Wait, hang uh, on. The MTV awards aren't on MTV? No, no, maybe simulcast. Oh, all right. But the main thrust of it was the CW. Hmm. All right. So Go figure. She made an announcement that she has a new album coming out. Yay. Uh, she said, I thought it would be f- a fun moment to tell you that my new album comes out on October 21st. It's very she, fun. She won video of the year for her project, All Too Well, the short film, which claimed best long-form video and direction. <laughs> And she said, I will tell you more at midnight. Uh, it's going to be called Midnights, which she says will involve stories of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life. So that's what that's all about. Uh, rapper Jack Harlow don't <laughs> made his mark throughout the entire show. He kicked off the show with a performance inside a mock airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Walking down uh, the aisle while performing his hit song First Class, which was sampled by Fergie's Glamorous. And the rapper joined Fergie, who wore a sparkling silver dress with the red words First Class on the stage while she sang her 2006 jam. Uh, During the show, Johnny Depp, and we have audio of this, made a surprise appearance as the Moon Man nearly three months after the verdict in the defamation trial of Amber Heard. Uh, The 59-year-old actor appeared to float from the ceiling while wearing the iconic astronaut outfit, but it was his face that was digitally inserted into the helmet. He wasn't really up there hanging above the crowd, but we have uh, some of him as the Moon Man. bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, weddings, wakes, any old thing you need. <laughs> he had said, I need the work, essentially. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, uh, that's Johnny Depp putting on a pseudo performance <laughs> yeah. at the MTV Video Music Steve, Awards. we're getting some texts and people are saying that it was, it was on like a lot of different channels last night. It was, it was also on Comedy Central for some reason. Oh, man. So, I so guess they're just was, trying to blanket everything, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it was simulcast on, on, on a ton of networks. Like, and C-SPAN. For, yeah, which is I mean, so weird. Why not? It was very dry. Uh, it says Comedy Central, Paramount, Fox, and USA as well. So, wow. yeah, they were doing that whole thing. Uh, Lizzo had Taylor Swift dancing on her seat, out of her seat, actually, while she performed her new single, To Be Loved, Am I Ready? Uh, Lizzo won an award for video f- uh, for Good For About 
Wait. Won an award for video for good for it. That's what it says. Oh, here. my God. <laughs> the way they write this crap. Uh, so, About Damn Time is the song. Maybe, uh-huh. you're be- maybe you're being sending coded messages and just don't realize that it. That might be it. I'm giving these out. Yeah. Is what's happening. You're giving out yeah. missile secrets. <laughs> I don't even know that. Uh, Nicki Minaj performed a medley of her career's biggest hits. After her set, she accepted the uh, show's Video Vanguard Award which MDV has said that she's receiving for her artistry, her barrier-breaking hip-hop, and her status as a global superstar. Uh, the honor is named after Michael Jackson, by the way. That's right. Uh, Harry Styles won okay. al- Album of the Year for Harry's House. Uh, he was unable to attend the awards because his show was at uh, Madison Square Garden in New York. Was your family there? Yes. Yeah, so my Sunday, wife last night? Last night. Okay. Yeah, so that's why he wasn't able to make it to the uh, VMAs. So wow. his status is certainly elevated over the oh, past yeah. couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the album's good. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm a... I'm a stylinista. I don't know what you call the hairstyle heads, but uh, I was listening. My my kids put some on last night. I haven't really listened to it. It's good stuff, you know. Yeah, it's uh, good pop music. You know? Yeah, there's a few really uh, catchy tunes on that one. But uh, my wife is saying last night when the when he came out onto the stage for the first time, yeah, she says she's never heard like volume like that in her life from the <laughs> screaming right. fans in right. the yeah in the venue. Yeah. Uh, Eminem and Snoop Dogg brought the Metaverse to the VMAs as the duo performed from the D to the LBC, which was featured on Eminem's greatest hits album, Curtain Call 2. Red Hot Chili Peppers took the stage as the recipients of the Global Icon Award after being introduced by Cheech and Chong Wait a second. as their favorite band of all time. They let a rock act get they up on stage. Let a rock act get up there, Steve. That, that was seems one of the bizarre. Yeah. I was kind of shocked about. So, yay! Yeah, win for us, I guess, and not for anything. Just as sort of an award thrown at them. Yeah, rock fans. Yeah, uh, they perform several songs, including uh, their classic "Can't Stop." Uh, and uh, Black Summer, which won Best Rock Song, by the way. Flea made a speech about his love for human beings, along with cockroaches, trees, and dirt. And, uh, and I missed it. Uh, Chad Smith dedicated the award to Taylor Hawkins. There you go. A very cool thing to do. Madonna, by the way, who is the most awarded artist in MTV history with 20 wins, became the only artist to receive a nomination in each of the VMA's five decades. And she earned her 69th nomination for her 14th studio album, Madam X. I guess she didn't win, but she was nominated. That whole Remember that whole tour? With the, she wore the eye patch and all that stuff? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was bizarre. So a couple of other highlights that I'll mention here. Uh, best new artist went to uh, Dove Cameron. Oh. Uh, no, we're a big yeah. Dove Cameron fans. Yeah. The Descendants. The Descendants, And yeah. uh, Uh Artist of the year went to Bad Bunny. Best K-pop, Steve. There's a whole category. I know. Best K-pop cop went. K-pop went to Lisa for La Lisa. Not for me. They also gave a K-cup award, Preston, to the best coffee in a K-cup container. Award. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's nice. It's really good. Um, it's tough to find a really Sumatran good... one this year. K-cup. Uh, best alternative went to uh, Monaskin for "I Want to Be Your Slave." Song of the year went to Billie Eilish for "Happier Than Ever." Best pop song went to Harry Styles, or I guess video, I should say, uh, as it was. And best R&B went to The Weeknd for Out of Time. So there you go, your MTV Video Music well, Awards recap. And as you've reported, more video uh, music videos are watched on YouTube mm. than you'll ever see sure. on MTV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Jennifer Lopez, not happy about the leaked video footage from her second wedding to Ben Affleck in Georgia. The video was obtained by TMZ, TMZ on Friday. In it, the Marry Me actress can be seen performing a new song for her groom with backup dancers behind her. Okay. Was this- J-Lo can't go anywhere without that. No. Band. And by the way, you know, so it was leaked on purpose, yeah. someone in her camp. Was it Springtime Flowers Bloom? Yeah. Is that what she did? Well, she's not happy about it. Uh, okay. Lopez sings that uh, she can't get enough of the Justice League actor as he sits in a chair smiling. Following the release of the video, Lopez made a comment that has been circulating. She said, this was taken without our permission, period. And whoever did it took advantage of our private moment. I don't know where you all are getting it from because we had... Uh, Asked everyone, we had we had NDAs and asked everyone uh, to not share anything from our wedding. Anything I put out private is on the J-Lo. <laughs> and it's ready to share with my fans, which I will do when I am ready to. Uh, she said this was stolen without our consent and sold for money. So well, they, I don't think they did that on purpose, Steve. Uh, okay, yeah. And yeah. only she's allowed to make money on her right. wedding. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. If you had NDA signed, yeah. right, no, it I should agree. be very easy to ascertain who did this. We'll I see also, if they do. Yeah, I also don't care. You yeah, know what I mean, like well, I don't know. It's yeah. pretty easy to to just yeah. hand somebody stuff under the table and say, "Here, go release it." You know what I mean? I guess I've never had an NDA. But I can't see them yeah. making money on it and and trying to keep that, you know, yeah. out of out of uh, or off of the table. I don't so. know how these things work. Yeah, you do have to sign up for on the JLo dot com, and uh, I don't want to go that extra step. <laughs> nah. I, at first, instead of NDAs, I thought it said we had nads. Yeah, Wolfman <laughs> has nads. Yeah, <laughs> nards. Uh, Richard Simmons is popping back on social media to share his appreciation. On Wednesday, just days after the premiere of the TMZ documentary about the fitness icon's public disappearance, the 74-year-old thanked his fans for the love. Uh, He wrote on Facebook, thank you, everyone, for your kindness and love. Love, Richard. Uh, His manager, Michael Catalano, confirmed the post's authenticity to People Magazine. He said this was a personal post from Richard he was moved by the reaction to the special and all the good wishes that he received, and he was encouraged by the kindness. I saw that pop up. I want to watch it. Because okay. recently I, I had asked, like, where What's he was. What's going on with him? Yeah. Uh, so it is, uh, what, does he approve of this special? Uh, apparently he liked it. Uh, I, I don't know if he was, um, you know, if he gave it his uh, blessings right, ahead of time right. or anything like that. Uh, followers of Simmons flooded the comments section of the Facebook post. Uh, after decades in the spotlight, he had suddenly stopped teaching at his famous workout studio on February 15, 2014, and has not been seen in public since. Uh, the mystery surrounding his public disappearance has been fueled by a hit podcast called Missing Richard Simmons, which gave rise to sensational claims that Simmons is being held hostage in his Hollywood Hills home by his housekeeper, possibly transitioning to a woman, and other theories. Uh, the special featured interviews with Suzanne Summers, writer Bruce Valanche, and Simmons' longtime cost- costume designer, Leslie Wilshire. Uh, TMZ investigates what really happened to Richard Simmons will stream for free on Tubi starting on August 30th. So, Yeah, I'd be curious. I mean, he. I hope there's nothing medical that's going on that's keeping him from, yeah. you know, he only hope that he's doing well. But he was all over the place and just... Went away. So he's he's been, if there's something wrong with him, he's been off of the radar for eight years now. So, you know, yeah, maybe I, he's okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. You'd like to see more than just one simple yes. tweet or Agreed. response. Yep. 
I think uh, a five-hour special would certainly make a difference. That would make yeah. a difference. <laughs> uh, so we have some audio of this. On a recent episode of John Bernthal's Real Ones podcast, Shia LaBeouf admitted to harming others and said that he is attempting to make amends. Ooh. And uh, this comes almost two years after his ex-girlfriend, uh, FKA Twigs, <laughs> sued him for relentless abuse, including sexual battery. So he's trying to make amends. He's just going to do it, I guess, is yes. what he's going to do it! try and get to. Yeah. Uh, so here is him talking about cheating. Here we go. I hurt that woman, you know, and in the process of doing that, I hurt many other people. And many other people before that woman. I was a pleasure-seeking, selfish, self-centered, dishonest inconsiderate, fearful human being. Mm. Yep, and he said, uh, uh, I effed up bad, like crash and burn type of stuff. I hurt a lot of people, and I'm fully aware of that, and I'm going to owe for the rest of my life. So he also says that uh, Olivia Wilde was right to have um, issues with him on that movie and to replace him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's trying to do, I guess, some cleanup. Sounds like he's owning it. I yeah, mean, like, that's know, okay. That's good. You have to then move forward with owning it and uh, amend your behavior eventually. But it sounds like he's saying the right things. When you want to make amends for what you've done in life, the first person you need to go to is John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Punisher. Come yeah. on, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how many podcasts are there? I John Bernthal's podcast. I know. I thought, I thought the same thing. How so. many of the zombies from yeah. Walking Dead have their own podcast? Yep, and I love John Bernthal. Uh, LaBeouf added that he has a long list of people that I quote need to make amends to. So we'll see if he can. You know, this is this is the first step is ownership. You Everyone gotta... loves if someone who's making a concerted, real effort. Yeah, and you want it. You always encourage people, right? To I do mean, this? how how you know somebody can can they completely change? Because he's been off the rails for a long time. You know what I mean? I believe yes. I I believe. In reclamation of a, of a manner. I believe um, I can fly. No, I, I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Or at least maybe hope springs eternal, that you I would know, like I, to see that happen. I, yeah, I, I like to be optimistic about that stuff. But I, but I also know, boy, how hard would it be for me? And, and, I, and I have changed in increments over the years, you know what I mean? And more... Uh, I like to feel that that I can take ownership like he does and admit when I'm wrong. And maybe years ago I wasn't able to do that, but but, but you still love Sporty Spice. Uh, well, yeah. I will always love Sporty Spice. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> She's adorable. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I know what you're we'll saying. Have to wait and we, see. You only yes, it's it, it it gives us encouragement to to hope that we can change the things about ourselves. Yeah. If he's being legitimate. Seems authentic. I don't I th- know. I think he's legitimately yeah. trying. It's just a right. matter of where you, whether you John can... John Bernthal st- says so. Whether you can stay the course. <laughs> well, okay, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's given the stamp of approval. Uh, Danny DeVito sat down for a lie detector test with Vanity Fair recently and shared some opinions about the different Batman movies over the years. Uh, the It's Always Sunny Philadelphia actor's daughter, Lucy DeVito, mm-hmm. asked him some questions once he was hooked up to the machine. And showing him a photo of Michael Keaton, Lucy said, do you think that this Batman is better than... And before Danny interrupted to say Keaton was his favorite, uh, uh, well, that's what... He, and so he, she, she couldn't even finish and right, say right. it was his favorite. Then she handed him a photo of Colin Farrell. And he goes, oh, Colin. He goes, I love Colin. He's a terrific guy. My penguin was better, though, is what he said. <laughs> and then he goes, "What's uh, was that the truth? And uh, looked up at the test administrator, 
um, and said it certainly was, in my opinion. I mean, it's my opinion. Good man, though. Colin's a good guy, he said, but he thinks he enjoyed his version of uh, of Penguin a little bit. Different better. style movie. Uh, and he was great, uh, Danny DeVito, as mm-hmm. uh, the Penguin, and Colin Farrell was amazing as well. He was. Just a different type yeah. of take on that character. A whole different take. Completely yeah. different, yeah. Keanu Reeves made a couple's wedding day even brighter last week. According to Entertainment Tonight, the Matrix actor made a surprise appearance at their wedding reception after meeting the groom at the hotel where the couple was getting married. Reeves then stopped by their wedding reception, and the bride said that he was kind enough to do some pictures at our wedding, uh, and our wedding photographer was able to capture some of them, too. I know Kung Fu. (laughs) He just offers that up. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be there. I know Kung Fu. Uh, I love it when celebs do this. Hanks has done this several times. Uh, Or uh, Bill Bill, Murray Murray has done it, and it's just like, you know... If they had met earlier in the day, I can't believe he made good on stopping by later on. Sometimes they'll be passing through and there happens to be a wedding party yeah. there and they'll go, okay, I'll go over and give him a little thrill real but quick. But he did it. That's awesome. You know what? They're just like us. They're celebrities. just like us. Uh, there was a great uh, bit of footage of him. He was at a restaurant and a little kid recognized him and he went over, a little kid went over and he, he kind of was interacting with him. I mean, obviously, he's sitting there trying to eat his dinner, mm-hmm. but it, it did not matter. It was it's it's good to see stuff like that. That's great. Ryan Reynolds took to Instagram on Friday to honor his wife Blake Lively on her birthday. Uh, the series of photos shows the couple all dressed up for an event, out to eat at a restaurant, and bundled up for a walk. He wrote, "Happy birthday, Blake! You're spectacular." He usually has some fun with this. I know. I'm not sure if you were born or invented. Also, thank you for urging me to leave the house every now and again. So it was pretty straight ahead. Which yeah, is, uh, yeah, which is nice. But yes, it's usually a a great picture. They better of her, not split off her like halfway cut yeah. out of the picture. <laughs> right, right, right. I love that. Uh, on Friday, also, Dreamgirls actress Jennifer Hudson posted to Instagram to celebrate her official status as an EGOT winner. Uh, Hudson is all smiles as she holds the Tony that she received this year for A Strange Loop. And she said, look what arrived, y'all. She captioned the photo. So I guess you get to hold the statue that night and maybe they get it to you later on. They they ship it or That's something pretty like wild. That. So, That's an amazing thing. Yeah, she's got all the major awards. Now, Philip Michael Thomas is still working on his, right? <laughs> I guess so. Who yeah. is he again? He's from a Miami Vice. Ah. And uh, so he, had, he actually had a medallion that he would wear that said EGOD. Because he was certain he would be uh, winning all those awards. Um, he's still working on the E. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What'd she get the Oscar for, by the way, Jennifer Hudson? Uh, that is a good um, maybe question. Song in a, she in did a... the CGI work on Jurassic Park, Nick? I don't think it was that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a good question. Anything no. from Dreamgirls? Not yeah. really sure. Singing Might have been wise. from Dreamgirls. Uh, yes. Actress in a supporting role, Dreamgirls, wow. 2007. Wow. That's huge. Yep. Uh, we mentioned Harry Styles earlier. I'm going to go uh, back to him for a second. Uh, this was apparently at the show at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night, Casey, so your family wasn't there for this. But uh, Harry joked with a fan who was throwing chicken nuggets at him what? on stage okay. during the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he said uh, Saturday night, very interesting approach. Uh, who threw the chicken nugget? Meanwhile, Gene Simmons is down there somewhere in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Tossing nuggets up to him. It's my gift to you as an artist. (laughs) It's funny because I was watching on the History Channel last night. They had a back-to-back marathon of all the, you know, the the, the men or the people who fed America. 
and uh, they that whole creation of the chicken nugget <laughs> was the focus of two or three episodes, Preston, and it, it was amazing. So he said, who threw the chicken nugget? And then uh, another one was thrown up onto the stage. The second one. And he said, it's another chicken nugget. Exactly. And then... <laughs> Uh, he said that he doesn't eat meat and ended up throwing uh, one of the nuggets back into the Don't audience. Don't worry, it's not. He said, uh, first of all, this is cold, and I'm assuming very old. And uh, then he uh. held the second nugget. After the person who threw it onto the stage asked for it back, he complied and said, there you go. You can have your nugget back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, if that were you, and you threw a nugget up on the stage, yeah. and then it got thrown back to you. Yes. Do you then say I never that washed nu- that nugget no, again. You immediately tried to sell it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This would be the famous nugget. Like, for a thousand dollars. It is now a viral nugget. <laughs> it's only going to last for about a week or so. Get what you can out of it now. Yeah. Get it on eBay now. You sell it at Christie's Auction House. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so do you know, by the way, fun fact about the nuggets. Uh, the They had a, uh, uh, Ray Crockett hired a uh, gourmet French chef to revamp the menu uh, after feeling the um, pressure of Burger King, which started to do very well, so it was this French chef that came up with the uh, the they originally had onion rings, so they were like onion nuggets. Really, and so they said, well, cause they were looking for a chicken thing to compete with uh, Burger King's chicken sandwich. They could you put this in a chicken? Could you do something like this wow. with chicken? But it was the dipping sauces, the four that they rolled out at the beginning, that made the whole big thing. And, and I think to this day, it's the biggest selling item. Outside of the the burger in uh, McDonald's history, and they revamped the nuggets too. They the revamped nuggets the are, nuggets. Yeah, I yeah. hated the nuggets. Now I love the nu- the nuggets. The but, n- 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 <laughs> by the way, I wrote down viral nuggets as a band name. Viral <laughs> nuggets, I love it. Uh, by the way, there are if you want to talk about nuggets for a little while, which it seems like we are. Uh, mm-hmm. There are uh, standard shapes. Yes. yes, that they come in. There are four, aren't there? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so you get one as the boot. The bell. Uh, the bell. The sphincter. Uh, that one I haven't yeah. seen yet. Uh, then there's a round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like the mystery Indiana. shape. <laughs> there's, there's one that looks like the state of Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just had to pick one state. Yeah, the bell, the bow tie, the ball, and the boot. There you go. Boot to bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? NBC is preliminary is in preliminary discussions to cut back on its primetime programming hours. Between, between 10 and 11 p.m. in a cost-cutting measure that reflects the changing TV landscape. This is huge. I mean, if you think about the primetime schedule, Preston, which has been 8 to uh, 11 for the longest time, and they're going to cut back an hour of that, it's pretty amazing. Yep, so the plan, if it moves forward, would be implemented as soon as fall of next year under the proposal... According to the Wall Street Journal, NBC's 200-plus local affiliate stations would take over control of programming that hour each night uh, and collect all the ad revenue during that time. I'm sorry. I missed that. Who's 10 and that? 11 p.m. NBC is doing So this. NBC 10 locally yeah. would take over that hour. Okay. So, all the, so the, the same way, I believe 7 to 8 used to be part of the primetime schedule yeah. years and years, years ago. That was turned over to local uh, networks. Uh, uh, you know, and then seven to eight now is obviously uh, like an ABC is Jeopardy and with yeah. Fortune. And- I guess maybe it's the Preston and Steve Hour on NBC. I have 10? to imagine okay. Daily Rush videos. Yeah. While NBC owns twelve local stations, including in top markets like uh, New York, LA, Chicago, and Washington D.C., the vast majority are owned by multiple companies. 
According to the journal, the idea is still in discussions and has not been officially raised with the company's affiliate board. Uh, the cutting of primetime hour would have a wide-ranging effect on the company, impacting programming choices. By eliminating one-hour night, NBC could save millions of dollars in content costs with the company's affiliates likely welcoming a change that would allow them to earn more ad revenue. As you've been talking right now, I, I realize I'm having a difficult time thinking of a network show that I watch when it airs on its network schedule. <laughs> I don't. I used to be nothing but. Well, I mean, and now besides I, Jeopardy and stuff like that, right? But that's, yeah, that's a syndicated. So oh, oh you're a, so, talking So network. if you're talking about 8 to 11 yeah. on ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah. Um, and, and if you include Fox, I would watch The Simpsons and stuff like that on Sunday night. AFP? Yeah, well, that's, that's 7. seven yeah. There's Goldbergs, not, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a handful, Nick. Yeah, I haven't watched anything like that in no. ten yeah. years, probably. I've, I've, yeah, wow, I just, ten I just, years. Abbott man. Elementary, ten years, man. But that, ten. The Bachelor. Yeah, the Bachelor. Bachelor Nation is my jam. <laughs> uh, the move would also impact late night uh, with uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon likely moving up from its current 11 p.m. 11:30 p.m. slot, where he currently competes against uh, Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel for nighttime viewing. So, if they bumped him earlier, that'd be pretty wild. Remember, yeah. they, remember for a while they had uh, when they couldn't NBC couldn't figure out what they have to do. They had Leno on at 10. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah, that was horrible. That's what killed Conan's show. All right, then finally, uh, according to Variety, Netflix's comedy series about the video rental store Blockbuster is set to premiere on the streaming platform on November 3rd. Uh, the show stars Randall Park as Timmy Yoon, who manages the last Blockbuster video in the United States. Do you remember the whole c- culture around going to the video of store, course. going to whether it be Blockbuster, any one of the, yeah. you know, Suncoast or anything? There was that was that in and of itself was part of the enjoyment. It was like going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah honestly, I, I, oh man, yeah, it, it brings me back big time. Well, yeah. that, there's a movie called The Last Blockbuster yeah. that Doug Benson's in, and that, that's essentially what it sounds like. This is about. Yeah, it's a you, documentary. Yeah, if you wanted to get the movie you wanted, you had to get there early. Yeah, if it was if the weekend was coming up, and if you you're had lucky, to plan that, and it wasn't on the shelf, and and someone returned it just at the point you were right there, then yep. you got it. Yep, exactly. There was a like you said, there was a whole culture about just going to the uh, right. to the store. All right, we're ready for clips now. Bono's daughter Eve Hewson is expanding her acting career by joining the cast of the dark comedy Bad Sisters. And in this clip, Eve explains her parents' unexpected opposition for her career choice. Here we go. I think they just wanted me to be a lawyer or an architect or something normal and fancy. And I think when I was a teenager, you know, saying that I wanted to be an actress, I don't know if they believed me. (laughs) They wanted to see how badly I wanted to do it. So they only let me audition for NYU. Every other college, I had to apply for academic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, how you, I'm, <laughs> uh, Bad Sisters is out now on Apple TV Plus, by the way, if you want to see that. Here's our next clip. The story of the Targaryens, set 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, comes to life in the new spinoff, House of the Dragon. And here, Olivia Cook describes her secret weapon going into the audition. I'm so glad I hadn't watched Game of Thrones before I auditioned because I think if I had the feelings towards Game of Thrones that I have now, I wouldn't have gotten the role because I love it so much and I think it's so incredible. And our director, showrunner, Miguel Sapochnik, he's the one that has, like, shaped this um, the House of the Dragon. So, it, it, you know, that was one of our biggest... <clears throat> 
<laughs> that was one of the things that made us want to do the job, you know, from from the get-go. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> New episodes of House of the Dragon airs uh, Sunday on HBO Max. Everyone I know who is a Game of Thrones or was a Game of Thrones fan is loving this Love show it. so far. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let them get a few in the uh, in the queue. Yeah, uh, before I start watching it, so I can uh, I can dive right into it if I want to. And Olivia Cook, I was telling you about her. She's the chick who's in uh, Ready Player One, who plays. Oh, yeah. uh, Ar- Artemis. Artemis, yeah, yeah, okay. She's also we had her in the studio, didn't we? Mm, I don't recall that, but she's in that show called Slow Horses, which I think you had a field day with. We were talking about it on the. Uh, on the <laughs> they're, so, they're so slow, but it's a Gary Oldman show yeah. on Apple Plus, Wait and it's second. really was good. She, was she in the? Uh, was she also in um, Ouija the, the the first movie? I don't remember. When did that come uh, out? Nick yes. is. Lane Morris. She played, okay. Yeah. Yep. She was in the studio. She was in the studio? She was in the studio. Oh, my God. She was in the studio? She was in the out? studio. Oh, man. Ouija came in in uh, 2000. I wish I remembered that. <laughs> I know. Me too. Right? I love She her. was in the studio. Uh, 14. You know what's surprising about House of Dragon is that uh, no nudity or violence. What? No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's filled with... <laughs> I was like, wait a second. There was an orgy. Did they not... Sh- no. It is yeah. unbelievably violent. I had forgotten how violent Game of Thrones was, and then I watched House oh, of yeah. Dragon. I'm like, oh, yeah. And what they about- smash heads in. What about the nudity? Uh, lots of that as well, yes. Uh, in House of Dragon? All okay. over the place. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. There's your entertainment <laughs> report for today. We have a lot going on today, including G-Love talking Yay! to us live this morning around 8.30. Got a gig tonight in Brigantine at Laguna. And, believe it or not, Burt Kreischer <laughs> is going to give us a call. He's in Hawaii right now. I'll so. believe it when he's out. I need to. Listen, Kat, I got a text from him last night. I said, listen, I need a, I need a backup number. He said, yes, uh, here's my backup number, but call me at this number. He sent that at a quarter to two this morning. All right. So. Okay. okay. So he's going to be joining us at nine, our time, which is like three in Hawaii. Uh, so there you go. Three a.m., a- 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 by the way. Mm-hmm. I assume he's staying at a hotel, right? Yeah. We should have him go down and use the hotel pool when he's on with us. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. So make sure you hang with us on this Monday morning. We'll be right back. By the way, I'm going to call it football because I don't want to get stabbed when no. I get back over to Wales. I, well, I understood. That's Philly's own Rob Mahoney, proud new owner of Wrexham AFC. Checking in about his brand new docuseries, Welcome to Wrexham, premiering on FX. He shares some interesting insights about what fans of the team had to say. One in particular caught our attention. It was from Mr. Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. Listen to the interview now on PrestonandSteve.com. Made in America's this weekend. Uh, yes, I guess so, right? I, I was going to send you an article about there. There's the, Remember when the, the, uh, the first concept was to it'll be a blending of all musical styles? And it was. The first one yeah, was. Yeah, the first, first couple, Pearl yeah. Jam did it, right? Pearl Jam, yeah. And Pearl Jam and Jay-Z and then Kings of Leon were on one year. So they had some rock acts. And, uh, and no more. That's disappeared. No that more ended. for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's too bad. Why? It's so stupid. Why? What? Like, what? Why? They couldn't, like. And then I, they, I feel like they, they tried with, I forget who, I guess, the year after that was. And we were kind of like, mm, no. And now they just have abandoned it. Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, either uh, 
Fucked Bad Bunny and Tyler the well, Creator. Like, and, and and DJs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so Can't scrape up a rock act. I don't know. I don't know. It's changed. So uh nonetheless, uh that is uh that's this weekend. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Hey, can I make a quick observation? Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh the made in America. Sure. Did you overshave your beard? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no, I've decided when I only I only take the the electric razor to it okay. like once every two weeks, right? And when I do, I take it down pretty far All now. Right. Okay, uh, and maybe it was uh, maybe I, I I did it on Saturday. Okay, so I have it. I have my my guard set at a five. All right, uh, for the face. All but, right, so it's quite thin. <laughs> and now when we in in COVID in yes. full on COVID, I decided okay, I'm gonna do what everybody else yeah. is doing and like grow my beard I'm out, mount man it up, and uh, my beard is so. It's so gray or white now yeah. that it just did not look right at all. I'm like, no, the big beard doesn't work. That Methuselah work thing doesn't work. Man, I, I ran into, I went uh, this weekend, some friends of ours, uh, we went to dinner in uh, Ambler, huh. uh, Pennsylvania. They have, Love uh, oh, where'd you go? Uh, they have a restaurant we go. We have this great Peruvian restaurant. I've never had Peruvian food before. And I don't remember. Oh, Geronimo's was okay. really, really good okay. meal there. It was fantastic. But beforehand, we went and got cocktails at another place, which I didn't know the name of. We just kind of walked into it. But I walk in, and a table of the most bearded guys I've ever <laughs> seen in my life were sitting there. And one of the guys, I think his name was Sean, recognized yeah. me. I came over. I said hi. I mean, you know, just tatted up and right, beards. Right, yeah. Beards down to their nipples, you like, know. Uh-huh. A fu- like five guys sitting there all with the same look. And I'm like, man, I can't pull that off. No. I cannot no. pull that look off. It's also a lot of freaking work. It's a lot of work. I had a beard in, when I was in uh, maybe a senior in high school for a little bit. Yeah. Hated it. Uh, and, and you're like, so my dog, Rook, he, his 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 face facial hair grows very, very quickly. <laughs> and so when he goes over to his water bowl, he comes out and it's just all just saturated. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's what it feels like when you have a lot of facial hair. Yeah. You're eating something or you get a drink or something, it just all dribbles all over your facial hair. No way to live. It's tough to to manage it. But if it if it looks right on you, it can be a really cool oh, thing. Yeah. So does it gross you out like so in Big Lebowski when he's drinking his white Russians? It is disgusting. Okay. It's horrible. <laughs> when people get stuff in their beard. Uh-huh. I have a pet peeve. When people overgrow their mustache hair, uh-huh. and it goes down over the lip. Over the lip, I hate it. Down here, and you see them eat uh-huh. or drink. I just find it, I lose my appetite. It's disgusting. <laughs> Besides, we also know that that uh, if you're talking about on on the hygienic level, and listen, I'm, I think uh, I envy guys who can grow really yeah, robust beards. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. Uh, however, that said. Uh, it is a fact that hygienically it presents a whole array of issues. It would suck, though, if you have, and there are some of those people that have, uh, you know, a 5 o'clock shadow by 10 a.m. Right, right. Um, if you are if you like a shaved face and your your hair just grows like crazy on your face. Um, I'm, I'm lucky in that regard because my hair grows fairly slow and I only really shave like once a week. Right. And then I only use the electric razor like every two weeks or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Hmm. It would suck if I my um my friend's son he basically had to shave like like shave shave legit like in eighth grade and <laughs> yeah Christ. and he would get in trouble in high school because he went to a Catholic high school yeah and like dude he would that shave. he wasn't shaved calf he would <laughs> shave before school oh and God. have a beard by the end of the day Casey <laughs> Tony Canisano sixth grade had to shave yeah sixth grade yeah yeah 
Oh, yeah, we all had one of His those. His wife was furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sixth, sixth grade. Yeah, I remember those kids. Oh, my God. There was just God. a couple of them. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, we all had the yeah. that person that had to mm-hmm. shame. Yeah, and it's great because they're the ones who bought you beer uh, <laughs> when you were 14. Yeah. So. And then Terry Donatio was the first girl to develop. To develop, yeah. yeah. It all happened in sixth grade. Yeah, that was Mary Ludy uh, back where, uh, at uh, Parkway Central I don't know who Junior de- High. I don't know who developed first. I it had to be you if you didn't notice. The guy with the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, did you develop early, Kathy? No, I wasn't. No. Okay. You, weren't, you were late. I wasn't like, yeah. Not that I was a late bloomer. Well, no, I guess maybe I was a late bloomer a yeah. little bit. But no, I definitely was not one of the early ones. I'm taking 16 candles. <gasps> She's gotten her boobies. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, speaking of body parts, there was a story that uh, Steve sent over to me. And uh, it's an unnamed uh, teacher... Uh, in New Jersey, in Pensacola Town- Township, actually. Yes, made the national, made the international news. Yeah, so she is. She's been kind of. Uh, she's catching some heat for Instagramming her really tight work outfits that she wears. Oh, I know who this is. She's a New Jersey art teacher. Uh-huh. She's got uh, like a badunkadunk butt. But she posts some pictures that I could imagine school districts are not happy with. Super tight clothing. Super, I know exactly who she is. Pete. Super curvaceous. Well, here's the deal. A lot of them are uh, are in her classroom. There are pictures oh. of her in the classroom. I don't mind. I think teachers, you know, in a bikini, on vacation or whatever, rock on. Put it yeah. on social media. That should not impact your job whatsoever, I don't think. My shop teacher, Mr. Kowalski, used to wear a bikini. Did he? Yeah, it took school. Good for yeah. him. Uh, but there, but there are pictures of her in her classroom, and she's wearing, you know, appropriate clothing for the classroom. Yeah, this is tight. That okay? Uh, the, yes. Please ask the question. Let's talk about the butt for a second here, because is that has nature determined? <laughs> no, that's got to be fake. Is that it has to be? Her, right, because Kathy. her waist is tiny, tiny. Yeah, and and the butt is gigantic. Yeah. You could literally put a a, a Blu-ray player on that. And make it an entertainment set. Yeah, is it like basically like back in the, uh, was it the 20s where they would do that with their, they would have the, I don't even, no, not even the 20s. Corsets. The corsets. That, but then also they would have, is it a bustle? A bustle. Bustle. Okay. In your hedgerow. In your Uh, To to make it uh, pop. To make it it look like they have, uh, yeah. I know you're talking about like a hoop skirt. I think butt implants are much more. Look at the ass on that woman. <laughs> Why, you could land a small aircraft on it. They're more common than you think. Here comes Howard Hughes and the Spruce Cruise goes to land. And he doesn't. What? Guess he proved those other fly boys wrong. Um, what were you saying, Kathy? Butt implants are more common than you think they are. Are they? Are they? Yeah. Because okay. I just naturally, I, I can't see that. That almost looks like a, a mall drawing of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you. I, I don't. I know nothing about butt implants. Are they like breast implants, like silicone pouch type of things that they put in there? Well, you've heard about the, the people. The injections, we know about horrible. those. I, but I would have to imagine they would have to be something like that. Or... Where would you draw from your body to get that much fat to plump up? Because it's enormous. Yeah, I don't know anything yeah, about. Yeah, they're butt solid implants. silicone implants. Okay, and it's about the same pricing as breast implants. No, that okay. blows my mind because they would seem to be much bigger uh, in size. By the way, on average, how much additional wiping time do you have to take? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I unless you're uh, using a, a buffer, 
I don't know. I mean, it's not like you get smeared on the back part of your well, I do your hiney, yeah. but uh, it might be more difficult to reach back there. You may need some sort of apparatus to help you. Or a you. team. Yeah. It's, it's just heavy. Do you remember a teacher who... Uh, not a butt like that, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Emilio, I remember uh, my second grade teacher. And she and I remember as a kid, even as a young young man, yeah. finding myself that she seemed to... Um, she dressed what... I, I remember it as being provocative. It may not have been. I mean, as a kid, what did I know? But uh, everyone had a crush on her. Uh, so I, yeah. I have a friend who, um, she had sent me photos of this woman and was like, we don't understand how, she doesn't work with her or anything like that, yeah. but uh, there are teachers in a different district and they were just kind of like, we don't understand how nobody has said anything and how she continues to post these mm. pictures and, you know, maybe has not been spoken to or maybe it's, she has and she doesn't care, but um, it was going around for a little while, I guess, with some people that had found her, her uh, Instagram account. She's very buxom too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And, I, and I'm now, as I'm scrolling Scrolling down and look at these uh, at some of the photos of, of her in uh, bikinis and, and stuff like that. She's yeah, she's really so she's upstairs too. She remains anonymous on Instagram. Her her Instagram handle is not her name, and her name is not associated with the Instagram account. How many followers, Nick? Does it have? a lot? N- you, nearly a million, yeah. Steve. Okay, like nine hundred fifty five thousand or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. N- nearly a million. So, um, and if she just goes by the art teacher. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious as to like where that line gets drawn because somebody somewhere in that school district knows who she is, knows well, what sure. she goes by. Yeah. Um, so you're allowed to post that type of stuff on Instagram, obviously. When does that interfere with you as a professional? That's a good question. I wonder also because there there never seems to be at least in the pictures. Now I saw it on the Daily Mail. That's the first time I saw this article about about her. I don't see any pictures of her with students. So she's reaching up for stuff in the classroom. And that's obviously suggests <laughs> stuff that's suggestive in the, in the um, posing. In the first three photos at the top, there are pictures of her with her students. Are there? Okay. Yep. All right. We're looking at it. They're doing an outside class. that You can't see their faces, but you can definitely see the back of them. Uh, so there are a few that have had, yeah, students in there. I was reading in, the, in that article, actually, Steve. Uh, that uh, that you sent me it says the photos that she shares on her social media channel show her standing in front of cubby holes and high collared, tight fitting turtleneck and pleated skirt that shows off her form. She's also pictured at art fairs wearing skin tight jeans and a tight blouse. Some of her snaps have students in the frame, although their faces are always obscured. How do you how do you move when <laughs> you've got clothes that tight and a caboose that enormous? I don't know. Slowly, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's like it's like when the freight train comes down along right. the Schuylkill. Yeah, you got to go slow. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, some people are, and she's got her. She's got her. Uh, the people that that feel it's. Uh, she's got her defenders, and she's right. got her uh, detractors as well. So yeah, the, she's a school marm. Well, and um, what's the story though? Like, what what <clears throat> what are they reporting? What's the Daily Mail reporting? Uh, that that people are divided on right. whether or not this is appropriate. The or dads not. really love it, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and that people are saying that you shouldn't be like this. Is you can be a teacher. Well, no, this is what she said. Um, some of her pictures have students in the frame. It says uh, looking like this around middle schoolers. Wow, how does nobody find this concerning? <laughs> I mean, those kids are literally uh, starting puberty and dealing with all sorts of feelings already, and you're looking like that. Another one says, uh, you can be a teacher and still be sexy. However, you don't have to post slutty photos or video sharing your ass to be sexy. <laughs> uh, and then there are others, however, mm. like rapper Fat Joe, who says, this, this, uh, there's a teacher out there in New Jersey that is a special, special one. 
Uh, I say let the woman be great. Can you fire somebody for their looks? Can you fire a teacher that's ugly? Well, in this, how t- can you fire a teacher because she's bad? <laughs> Fat Joe makes a point the same way John Bernthal made a point about. Uh, Fat Joe is right. Fat Joe is right. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting though that she's up to, a, to almost a million followers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I assume it's lucrative for her to do this. She's probably making more off social media than she is teaching. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, but right. She is. Yeah, I have uh, no idea what she's uh, done to monetize it, but yeah, she's got nearly a million followers. Could probably get all her office or school supplies with her. <laughs> you know, depending on, like, I don't know. I, I, I have, and this isn't me being, you know, pervy or anything like that. Yeah. But, like, what is she doing that's, that's so wrong? No, I, I, I some, and, and everyone has a take on it. That's fine. If, if that's the case, do you, do you remember a, an attractive <laughs> teacher? You had none. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean. Can you help me put this book back up on the top? It's show? okay. To, it's okay to find a nun hot. Absolutely. Right? I'm trying to think if, if I, I'm on hotnuns.com right now. Found a nun who was like, uh, attractive-ish. No. Yeah. I mean... Wh- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nobody. No. No. <laughs> no. Wipe it out of your mind. Hey, there's no, but- not nuns out there. I, mean, I can't <laughs> say that I've ever seen them, but you know they're out there. <laughs> Sister Act has a few. Yeah. yeah true. Uh, yeah, Casey, I'm with you. Like, she, she's not posting on OnlyFans. She's yeah. posting on Instagram, right? And yes, they're attractive and sexy photos, but who cares? You know, I, I think at the end of the day, it, whether or not she's a good art teacher um, is whether or not she's got to have her job. And yeah, she, but I think that she can, uh, well, I guess I guess she can't get in trouble if she continues to do it and continues to be a teacher. I don't think it would bother me if one of my kids was a student to somebody who is posting something like that as a teacher. It, I, don't, it, I don't think it, it would bother As long as they're a decent teacher, it really, I don't think it would bother me. It seems to be okay. I, I mean, again, it's not out... She's just, the way she's constructed makes everything um, look a little bit more provocative. But it's not outlandish. It's not like she's on a pole. Now, the bikini pictures, I don't know if you saw she, those yes, or not. If she showed up at school that way, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Now they're they're posted on her account. <laughs> That'd be a problem. Yeah. What's the date on the bikini pictures? I mean, is it summer? You know? No, it's like, first day of school. Yeah. Um, yes, this month. Summer. <laughs> July. Like, Yes. Women wear bikinis by the pool and at the beach. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they my, do. My uncle told me. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, if you want to see those, you can you can definitely find them. Uh, there was another local story. Uh, Is it City Beat? I guess we're kind of in City oh. Beat. These are, yeah, local stories, sort of. But, uh, wow, wow. Yeah. He's the man. He's the meat. He's the meat behind the beat. Ooh. It's time for City Beat with the beat meat man. It's the, <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thousands of drivers in Pennsylvania could now be at greater risk of getting pulled over by police all because of the frame around their license plate. Oh, really? Yeah, a state appellate court ruling this week affirmed the right of police officers to stop drivers if any part of their license plate is obscured. And that doesn't just include the unique combination of letters and numbers that make up a person's license plate, but any lettering included, uh, 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 including... The visitpa.com URL, or for that matter, the paint around it. So if you have anything covering any part of that license plate at all, technically, you could be pulled over for that. And that includes license plate frames. Well, that makes it pretty problematic because I don't think I've ever seen a license plate frame that doesn't obscure some part of what they just mentioned. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Critics argue. I have a wooden frame around my. Uh, it's a sort of a mahogany frame. It's beautiful. Uh, critics argue the decision by a three-judge superior court panel raises concerns about racial bias and other potential abuses of power by law enforcement and could give police another pretext to pull over a driver for a seemingly trivial trivial reason among other wide-reaching and unintended consequences. All right, let me ask this, because I've, I know for a while it, the, there's been a law against those sort of camera-defying or, or, or uh, those, those yeah, license like plate covers, right, mm-hmm. and it stops those cam- uh, license plate cameras from getting a solid picture of your license plate. Mm-hmm. I see them all the time, and I thought they were illegal. Mm. Yeah, I think that they are. Uh, So at the heart of the decision is how to interpret the language in a section of Pennsylvania's vehicle code that prohibits license plates from being obscured. The code says that it's unlawful to display a license plate that is so dirty that its numbers and letters are illegible. You got to clean them? From a reasonable distance or it's obscured in such a way that a red light camera or toll collection system can't read it. Or is otherwise illegible at a reasonable distance, or is obscured in any manner. That's what it says. Is it legal to write the information on a piece of cardboard and attach it with masking tape to the back of your car? You're you're okay to do that. Uh, No, but they said the the obscured in any manner... In any manner. uh, ...was a catch-all phrase meant to prohibit all obstructions for any part of the plate. Uh, The legislature only wanted to prohibit just obstructions of the plate number and issuing authority would have specifically done so, the panel said. I wonder how they reconcile this. I wonder how, you know, when you you get pulled over, for example, like with uh, tinted windshield. I got tinted. uh, uh, Right. What what? How do they determine? I got pulled over. um, With your current car? No, no, no. A few cars back. Not windshield, uh, but so your back windows, right? If you have a, a four door sedan, if you right. have back windows and and your back windshield, I, I'm pretty sure you can have those tinted as dark as you want. Really? Yeah, because you figure like if you're driving a, a van, right, like a two door van, like you have zero vision out of either side of those vans, right? So, right. Uh, but your front windows, you know, the, the driver side and passenger side. There's a certain degree. You're not allowed past like 35 percent or something along those lines. And and mine were past that. I got pulled over, and I I had two choices. It was either pay the fine and keep or make the tent, a run for it. or make a run. No, no. It was either pay the fine and keep the tint or uh, take the tint off. Wow. And I ended up paying the fine and keeping the tint. I see tinted windows all so do I. Really dark ones. Yeah. Yes. And I just wonder, man, do you ever get pulled over? I don't know. But about the uh, the license plate frame thing, you guys ever had a frame on your plate? I have them now, yeah. What do you have? It's a fish, fish thing. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I've seen some pretty cool frames. I've yeah. never really gotten one myself to put on there. Sometimes I've left like a dealer frame on there forever just because I never I'll, get around to taking it off. I'll do that. that yeah. That's the only time I've ever had a frame around the license plate is if the dealer pops one on right and i'm you know gonna I'll, I'll throw them a little extra advertising or whatever i guess that's the whole purpose right maybe we should do precedency of license we plate should plate. we never thought about that Ooh. no they are Ooh. illegal what just because the, of the show well, we say naughty yeah, things just because of <laughs> license plate covers and some license plate frames are illegal uh okay well definitely under under this you mean under this this code yeah 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 yeah, so I mean, in a technical sense, yes, you could be pulled over for it. Right. I don't know if they. I, I guess they could. They could ticket you for it too. Mm. I think they could. That's kind of weird. I think they can give you the death penalty mm. on the spot. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You're pre-law. So I am pre-law. I'm using the Judge Dredd system. 
Um, By the way, Casey was right about uh, the tinting. Uh, this is PA law, so I don't know if it's different or Jersey, in Jersey or, or Delaware, but the front windows must allow more than 70% of the light in. Back side windows, any darkness can be used on the tinting. Well, uh, here's the deal. Obviously, on the year of the car, too. Does it? Yeah. What? Yeah, pre-1998. You see that, Nick? No. Pre-1998 is different than after. How Nick, so? Hold on, hold on. What you have highlighted is for SUVs and vans. For sedans, though, the rear window must allow 70% of the light in. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So, I so it that. depends on the yep. model, I guess. So as well. part of the deal also is if you're a police officer and you're pulling over somebody, uh, you know, if, if it's really obscured in the car, it makes it more problematic for them. Sure. Yeah. And you can certainly understand that. Yeah. I think that's why probably it would be good to have like a spinning disco ball inside the car. Okay. Absolutely. So at least you see something <laughs> illuminated in there. <laughs> you flick the switch when that's you get pretty cool far. Yeah. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like the um, uh, it's like the cash cab. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah, with the, uh, with the lights. The light show starts happening inside. Well, uh, so I don't know what the story is on uh, <laughs> if this is currently the, the rule. Well, I mean, you just read that, Kathy, right? So it's currently the rule? Yeah, that's what it okay. says. And and same thing with, like, tinting, too. She specializes in yeah. uh, in uh, PA law, right? My, um, <laughs> yes. my whole family, we were going to get uh, vanity plates, and they were going to be uh, Foz, and then number after that. So my mom would be Foz one, my sister would be Foz two, and then my my younger brother was Foz five. Aww. And so yeah, he my younger brother is the only one who actually went through with it. <laughs> and they messed it up, and and he's Fonz Fonz five. <laughs> they messed it up. Yes. Personalized plate. Yeah. Fonz, hey. Fonz five, yes. and he still has this. Yes. Why did oh he cheat? Oh my God, you That's should hilarious. be Potts one. Oh. Fonz. Yeah, I'm mouth too. That's great. Yeah, Fonz. should all. Oh, yeah, yes. Your mom should be Mrs. C. Al. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, Joni. God, this family loves happy days. Yeah. I'm trying to Fonz. think of obscure characters from Happy Days. Chachi. Yeah. yeah. Morg. Morg was. Oh, Morg. There, yeah. Leather. Yeah. yeah. Pinky. Yes. The, Mal- the, the, the Malachi, Malachi brothers. brothers. <laughs> Wait, more cut a start on Happy Days? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. He, I don't uh, think I knew and that. by the way, I it wasn't a dream episode, right? It was no, like nah. they actually had. That's he, how realistic that show was. Battled each other. Yeah, the, you didn't know this? No. Yeah. No. yeah Fonzie's. Uh, it was the finger, finger versus the thumb. thumb. Yeah. yeah. I think I gave up. On, there David was a, Mamet wrote that. I, yeah. Right after, <laughs> right before Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I think like the later ha- Happy Days uh, part of that series, I gave up on. I, I was like Bizarre. an early Happy Days guy. Uh-huh. And then towards the end, like when they would have crossovers like this, yeah. I bailed. Now, did, hang on a second. Did Mark show up before or after the shark? Because they said oh, they way, way, way before. Oh, I was thinking after, but I oh no, you might question. be right. You I might be right. I'm not sure. All right, but um, yeah, Fonz five. <laughs> Fonz five. Oh my god! So the Jump the Shark episode was uh, 1977 in Hollywood Part Three, uh, and then I'll look up the more. Yeah, please do. <laughs> By the way, I saw I saw a personalized plate uh, yesterday, and it said, um, "And I'm uh, what would you think this was?" It said, "Oh my." That's a reference George to George Takei, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was kind of a fun one, right? Right. The the, the, the my was kind of stretched. It was like M Y Y Y Y or something right. like that. I thought. Oh, it was kind remember of cute. bumper stumpers? I love that. That game. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it was a difficult show. I'm never good at it. Uh, so the, 
My favorite Orkin came out in 78 okay. after Jumping the Shark. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So, All right. So they went from Jumping a Shark to eventually Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> we got to reel this back in. Stupid. Yeah, we got to reel this back in. We got to reel this back in. Aliens. What's up next? Oh, an alien. In Midwestern 1950s. <laughs> Thumb versus the index finger. Wow. Did they write that episode knowing that there was going to be a spinoff? No. Okay, so they, they thought... Yeah, alien plot line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They they. But the, by the way, they had they knew they had something with Robin Williams. Sure. Okay. That they did. Right. Uh, like with uh, Laverne and Shirley, uh, they 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 were the uh, the cheap girls that uh, Fonzie knew and right. And they had one or two you know times on the show, but they were saying, okay, let's see how this plays. But it was never a hard and fast. So we're going to do a morgue. Uh, Craig Lagans, who is just a wealth of TV knowledge, said Gary Marshall's son was a huge Star Wars fan and wanted a spaceman on the show. So he wrote Mork from Mork. Isn't that freaking crazy? Was there more than one Mork episode? Didn't he he visit twice? I I think there was just one. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley, were they part of that episode too? They might might have have been. been. I feel like I... Remember they were backup singers when uh, Fonzie performed at the diner? Uh, You remember he came out and he was singing and they were behind (laughs) Wow, here's the plot. Richie remarks that he thought he saw a flying saucer behind Arnold's (laughs) drive-in. Oh, my God. But but Fonzie, Ralph, Patsy, and Chachi don't believe him. Okay. And then then it goes from there. Okay. Richie decides to interview Mork. Wow. Because he was a writer, right? Yeah, Richie Wasn't asked him Richie if he's going to... Yes, yeah. yes, he wanted yeah. to be a journalist. Yeah. And then I think he... Didn't he um, go off uh, to... Did he join the Army or... I don't remember. No, didn't Chuck or, join the Army? No, oh, maybe Chuck did. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. so Mork moved to Boulder? <laughs> like, he was hanging out? I, yeah. I guess so. Was, no, they rewrote the, the whole the thing. Because oh, remember, if you remember the beginning of the show, Mork kind of crash-landed in uh-huh. Boulder, and, and uh, Mindy found him on the side he of the road. He was in an egg. Uh, an egg the, yeah. uh, and by the way, that was a current show when uh, Mork and Mindy was taking place. It wasn't it taking place in the quote-unquote 50s. That's right. Huh. So he came back to the Earth in the 1980s. <laughs> That all makes sense. Oh, you know what? He came. It's not like it was stupid. Mork ended up going back to Happy Days after he had his own show. Oh, okay. so then I they did. officially had a crossover. So he came, he came yeah. back. Okay, so there, uh, there was another episode, I guess. How right. many years was Happy Days on the on the air? Oh, a, a long time. Because I watched it in the eighties. Yeah, I felt me too, like, Case. Yeah. And, and I think that's when I started watching it. Like it was fairly stupid and silly at that yeah. point. Imagine that the, the son of like you know Gary Marshall Ten years dictates. Ago. Because that's why Jason Voorhees was on the West Wing. Darren <laughs> <laughs> Sorkin's nephew he was a fan of Biden. spoke. Yeah. You know, which is odd for yeah. working in that world of politics in the White House. Press he was the press secretary. Jason Voorhees was the press secretary. He was like, like a wall. They, yeah. couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't break yeah, him they down. They couldn't break right. him. Uh-uh. Say something. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> oh, my God. He just stands there stoic and unmoved. And nobody wanted to call him on it because no. he was always carrying a, a, a machete, machete around. God. How did he get that in the White House? <laughs> he worked there. Yeah, you get a pass. There was a lanyard around the machete. Okay. <laughs> Dear God. It's so dumb. <laughs> Right. Right. We're talking about window tinting, by the way, guys. Uh, yeah. No, license plate, Frank. License plate, yeah. there you go. That's how we got started. And we ended up with Jason Voorhees, press secretary to the White House. West Wing. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
God. All right, we should take a break, I think. <laughs> we answered all your questions. We need to cleanse this. Yeah. I apologize to those who have been on hold uh, uh, talking about the rel- rel- relevant conversation we were having <laughs> earlier, but we're just not going to be able to read it. This is breaking now. news. Yeah, this is breaking news. So, uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have some bizarre foul stories. We also have joining us live on the show this morning, Burt Kreischer from Hawaii. He's calling in because he's got yes. shows this weekend uh, in Atlantic City. And uh, G Love is getting in touch with us as well because he's got a gig tonight. Nice. And that is down the shore as well in Brigantine. So we'll get to all of that. Uh, but the B file is coming up next. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Friday's morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get tip 15% off when you mention our show. So go to Dry Tech Corp. Dot com. So a missing woman was found trapped inside her bathroom after three days with a farewell note that she had written on the wall. Oh, man. The 54-year-old had just finished showering for her night routine but could not come out due to the jammed doorknob. Uh, this is in Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, she lives alone in a four-story townhouse with secure steel gates built around the property so no one could hear her shouting for help. A little too secure. After three days, the extremely exhausted woman seemed to have given up and finally wrote a goodbye letter to her loved ones who arrived to rescue her shortly after, by the way. Her farewell letter was scribbled on the wall using a face cream. Wow. And it read, I was stuck on the 22nd and couldn't get out. I've been drinking tap water to stay alive, and if it runs out, I'll probably die. I've been screaming for help, but no one could hear. No one has arrived. Luckily for her, they used Stakeums as toilet paper. Oh. Yeah. So she was able to, able to eat. Subside on that for a while. The woman's sister became worried when she didn't return, uh, I'm sorry, when she wasn't returning her calls and sought help from the police who barged into her locked home. Officers used uh, pliers to cut off the padlocks and then searched the premises where she was found inside the bathroom. She said she had survived drinking the tap water without food and was exhausted from trying to break the door several times. Without success, she said, I tried to break the door, cried out for help, but no one heard me. I used things inside the bathroom to break through the door, but it was so sturdy, I didn't have food and just drank tap water. Uh, Rescuers checked the woman's health, uh, but she was generally healthy. Uh, However, they took her to the hospital for further assessment. I wrote a farewell message on the bathroom wall once when I had a particularly good bowel movement. I thought, it's not going to get better than this. I had one. That was it. I had one of those this weekend. It's, oh, yeah? They're, they're wonderful. It had to have been three feet long. Wow. No. I mean, like a, like a yardstick. 
It's great, Nick. Double tapered. It was wonderful. You what? Yeah. <laughs> take a picture? I no. I no, he, he, he drew it. He's got it. It'll always be up here. I'll always have it. <laughs> in the art gallery of my mind. Now, speaking of getting stuck, firefighters in Britain got an unusual call about a man who had his hand trapped in the back of a sofa and couldn't get out. <laughs> uh, after responding to the call, they were able to extract his hand without causing any serious injury. Uh, the man in distress only suffered from slight reddening of the hand, and it it really, wait a second. This, uh, he said, huh? it really just isn't just fires. I am pleased that we were able to get the mail out the without hurting. This is the fire department. Oh. Uh, without hurting him further or damaging his sofa. So, so your preference, trapped in the bathroom or trapped in the couch? Oh, the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the couch, you can sit and, and probably be comfortable, but I would, there's more things to do and play with in the uh, in the bathroom. So we have a recliner couch is one part that's, you know, you press a button and, and it'll, it'll extend out, which is cool. But, and some uh, my phone fell underneath it and I was reaching underneath. I was like... You could very easily get caught. Yeah, in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very easily. There's some metal pieces in Absolutely. there, and then all of a sudden, if you get it wedged, yeah, and, and then and then what happens is like you 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 might start swelling. Yes, uh, from that could have easily happened. Yep. So got to be careful, folks. Listen to this. Uh, even if you're careful, this you can't avoid this. A college freshman was struck by lightning on her first day of classes and survived despite a close call with her heart. It's amazing. Emma Egler, who is 18 years old, said the doctors told her she was very lucky to be alive as the lightning strike narrowly missed her heart. Whoa. The shock could have caused a fatal heart attack in an older person, but Egler escaped with second-degree burns and bruises. The Alabama native moved into her dorm at the University of West Florida over the weekend uh, to attend her first classes on Monday. She said that she could see a storm brewing as she walked to her final class on the day, but she didn't realize how close it was. Uh, Egler said that she didn't feel the impact of the lightning strike when it hit her. One moment she was on her feet, and then she woke up on the ground unable to move or speak. Her electronics were fried, and her shirt melted to her body, God. leaving uh, burns on her chest, stomach, and wrist. After uh, paramedics brought her to a local hospital, she was transferred to a uh, burn center. Uh, since she was discharged on Tuesday evening, Egler is feeling better and planning to attend classes this week. It's amazing. Uh, when she came to, her shirt was completely open and had fused to her skin, her friends were able to move her to a nearby bench and called 911. Nelson Libet gave Egler the shirt off his back to cover herself and waited uh, with her until the paramedics came. Uh, she said she remembers really panicking because she thought she was paralyzed. Fortunately, she regained feeling and movement in her legs during the hospital stay. Uh, the burns on her stomach were the worst of her injuries. The electricity from the lightning bolt traveled down the left side of her body from her chest to her foot. She was left with holes in her sock and sneaker where the current exited her body. And her Apple Watch exploded when the electricity God. surged through her body, causing the burns on her wrist. Uh, and her phone was also fried by the lightning strike. Uh, the burns on Emma's wrist and neck, where her necklace had also conducted electricity, were minor compared to those in her torso. Uh, her family and doctors agree that she made a miraculous recovery after that. Wow. Not that you want to get struck by lightning, but uh, I just looked this up. If you are... 90% of all lightning strike victims survive. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't think it would be nearly that high. You're getting hit by lightning. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Wow, interesting. Uh, a six-year-old girl in Ohio is speaking out for the first time since she saved herself from an apparent kidnapping attempt right outside of her house. 
Uh, Ken Adi Nash is her name, and she was uh, taking out the trash when the incident unfolded. Uh, she described how she narrowly escaped a dangerous situation in an interview with Good Morning America last week. She said, this guy walks by and he touched me. He pulled me. But Kennedy quickly reacted and screamed when the man grabbed her hand. And that's when the young girl thinks that it may have helped her. Uh, she said, he just let go because I screamed. And a doorbell camera, a camera at Kennedy's uh, family home. Uh, captured the entire incident, which took less than 10 seconds overall. Well, George, it's all about situational awareness. Uh, police say that the the man grabbed Kennedy suddenly. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And suddenly stepped forward and also tried to drag her along oh with him God. all before Kennedy screamed. And afterward, uh, she ran back into the family's house, alerting her dad, who jumped into the car and followed the man while they called local authorities. She said, I chased him like he still had my kid. Definitely didn't want him to be able to snatch another kid. Uh, police later arrested 33-year-old Derek McPherson in connection with the case. McPherson has been charged with abduction and inappropriate grabbing. Uh, the Nashes say they've taught all four of their daughters how to fight off an attacker, and if it wasn't for Kennedy's quick action, the outcome could have been much, much worse. That's it's amazing. Terrifying, but yes, yeah, stranger danger, scream, yell, all yeah. that stuff. You got to do that. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, we're going to take a break when we get back talking to G Love. Yeah. And then after that, we're talking to Bert Kreischer. So make sure that you are with us. We will be back in a moment. Students across the Delaware Valley are ready to resume their educational pursuits at 93.3 WMMR. We're still trying to get the alphabet right. It's MMR's Back to School A to Z, our annual remedial romp through thousands of different songs. Alphabetically by title amounts to roughly two weeks worth of no-repeat hits, album cuts, and some app you've never heard. Join Professor Jackie Bam Bam as he starts the rock and roll call next Thursday at 7 p.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything, and we mean everything, that rocks. We're going to get uh, G-Love on in just a couple of minutes here, but uh, i got some shout-outs and things that we can do in the meantime. Uh, I got this one. It's sad news, but I want to pass this along uh, because there's uh, a nice little sentiment here. Uh, this It says, good morning, President. Last night, my uh, mother passed away uh, after lengthy respiratory issues. Her name is Judy DiVietro uh, and was the epitome of a financially struggled mother who still fed, cared for, and provided birthday and holiday gifts for all her children. She was crafty, artistic, selfless, and will be missed by all. And... Uh, he writes, this is from Shane Wall. She writes, since she was big on flatulence humor, can she get a shard out? Oh, it says on Wednesday, August 31st. I did not know. I didn't see the date on there. You can't. It's something you always say. You I can't apologize. The, the exact date. Uh, he said, I think that she would like that. All right. So we are happy to do that. She was a fan of farts. So, uh, so this is uh, for Judy. A shout out on behalf of Shane and Shane. So sorry to hear for your loss. It's terrible news, bud. Um, this one, not as sad and very interesting. This says, uh, hi, Preston. I'm feeling good, and I hope you are, too. <laughs> and I just wanted to say thanks to you and the whole crew uh, at the Preston and Steve Show for the years of entertainment. I am from New Mexico, and I've been a religious podcaster since 2007. Wow. When I was in high school, my mom decided to try your show 
purely because her brother's name is also Preston, <laughs> and the rest is history. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take totally. it. Totally. Whatever reason you want to start listening or get people to listen, we're on board. And he writes, happy 15-year podcast anniversary." <laughs> uh... Shart me hard, Daddy O. <laughs> okay. uh, this is from uh, Ethan uh, Pruitt. So here you go. I like that happy 15 year podcast anniversary. Has it been? We've been doing it for more than 15 years. Right? Well, when we first well, it's got been 15 here. years that he's been listening, right? That he's been a podcast. So I, and I remember it's like no one knew. We did. We knew what the podcast was, and there was. The, the, oh, we'll put up the, the you know the best ten minutes, or put up something just tease, and, I, and, and we said, hey, if people are coming to us and they want to hear the show, we'll put up the whole show, because the hardest thing to do is to get people listening out of their normal listening pattern. So we we were early to the podcast, and we were early to putting up the entire show. Did we start at Y one hundred doing podcast? No, we did it here. We started here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so nice, and uh, they're loving us in New Mexico. Now, of course, we're huge in New Mexico. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Uh, and then another one, uh, this uh, shout out, this is from Liam. Or no, 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 the, the son's name is Liam. This is from uh, Kyle and Mary. Uh, and uh, their son Liam said uh, turns one this Wednesday. All right, I missed another one. He loves listening to the show during breakfast and on trips to the shore. We were hoping that he could get a little shout out to celebrate. I can guarantee that he'll give you all one, too. Thanks. From Kyle and Mary. So here's a quick shout out for their one year old, by it, the way. It's wild when you have those encounters. I was walking um, out of some store and a uh, um, a young lady, I'm sorry, like Regis Philbin, uh, maybe a 17, 18, purple hair, Nirvana shirt. She, she, she comes over and she says, You know, are you Steve from President Steve? Her, she's listened all her life. Because her dad and mom would listen while they were driving her around. And I'm like, now do you wish they hadn't done that? Or do you, do you, and she listens as well. And it's like, that to me is such a wild thing. The notion that I would listen to what my parents were listening to in the car blows my mind. Yeah. But, but yeah, she's a big fan. I guess I did that when I was a kid too. Yeah, you know, the parents, whatever they had on, and right? Kind you, of enjoyed it. But then to carry it on, your yeah. You know, once you're free of their their, that's pretty cool. Radio control. Yep, that's how I started listening to MMR because my parents yeah. would listen to MMR driving around, and my dad listened to Debella, and it was just one of those things where like, hey, what is this station? And I started liking you know some of the music that MMR was playing, so I liked the music that my dad liked. And there you go. And here we are. But yeah. I mean, at a certain point where you think, okay, are you going to disconnect? But we right, for yeah. some reason. Because we play fart effects, I think right. we uh, appeal to everyone. Here's a here's a tweet. It says, hey, Preston, see, my dad loves the show so much, listens almost all the time. Aww, awesome. I have one hour left. Oh, wait. One hour left on our drive home from Bonita Springs, Florida. 18 hours. Wow. wow. Uh, my dad's name is Ken Birmingham, listening, uh, can I get a high, she says. We'll give you a shard out. How about that? We well, can do that. I can do both, actually. All right, so 18-hour uh, drive. Oh, please. Where the hell is it? You son of a bitch. I don't know. I had a perfect hey! time. Yeah, let's go with that. No, I will work. Day. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so good luck on the last part of your long-ass drive, friends. And uh, thank you for listening while we were on while you're on the way. All right, our guest is ready to go. Oh, he's via Zoom. Wow. All right. I think last time we talked to him, he was via Zoom as well. Uh, Going to be playing on uh, da, 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 tonight, tonight, actually, is the gig. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be at Laguna in Brigantine this very evening. And always a great time when you go to see him perform live. Please. 
Please welcome Mr. Gene Long to our show today. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. How are you? We're good, man. Nice to see you once again. Good to see you. I'm down here at Brigantine, if you recall, from the 80s to the 70s, home of the Brigantine Castle. Yes, ah, the Brigantine yeah. Castle. We've played the old uh, TV commercial at the Brigantine Castle. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I want to say you you've you've played this uh, you've played this location before. I think I saw you at Laguna a couple of years ago. You did the show out on the beach, right? I can't get out of here, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great show. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of... down here. We're, we're down here. We we played. Uh, we, I told Casey. He hit, he hit me up yesterday. Hey, gee, can you come on the show? I said, you better call me at eight eight twenty. Yeah, Make sure I'm up. We played last night the uh, PMC PNC Arts Center in uh, New Jersey. Okay, and then so you just came down to Brigham Team right after the gig last night. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm on tour right now with uh, Dispatch and OAR. Okay, and so, so what time was uh, was lights out last night? What time did they close the venue? Uh, probably like we started walking out into the woods behind the venue <laughs> at like I don't know one o'clock or something like that. Okay, like we're walking behind the fence in the pine barrens. I told the guys about the Jersey Devil and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> nice. They weren't aware of the stories. <laughs> no, no one knows the story of the Jersey Devil. I'm like, dude, I wish I wrote screenplays because like. It's like the lowest hanging fruit for like the next Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Oh, they've done it. They've done. Yeah, they've done a Jersey Devil uh, ish movie, a couple of Jersey oh. Devilish movies. There's actually a movie called The Last Broadcast that's kind of like a um, really a, a Blair Witch Devil. It's sort of something like similar, okay. but um, but yeah, you know. So the story is, it was the this woman had all these children, mm-hmm. and then oh, she, and then she finally I, go ahead yeah, tell go the ahead. story. Yeah. So it was Mother Leeds, yes. uh, and uh, she was she had twelve children, and uh, when she was pregnant with her thirteenth child, she cursed the child, said the child was going to be the devil. Yeah, the child was born on a stormy night in the Pine Barrens, uh, <laughs> and it came out as a regular baby, but soon turned into a creature with a goat's head, cloven hooves, <laughs> bat-like wings, small arms with long claws, and. Um, a fork-like tail. Mm. At which point, he flew around the room and beat all 12 of his brothers and sisters with his tail and then flew up the chimney into the Pine Barrens. <laughs> the last sighting of the Jersey Devil was in the 60s in South Philadelphia. In R- South Philly? That's what they said. There, there was an urban... There was a story that a, a school... I, 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 this is years ago, maybe in the... Early 60s, or I don't know when it occurred, but it was, I think, an elementary school in New Jersey, and there was pandemonium erupted because one of the kids reported seeing the Jersey Devil in the woods. And, uh, yeah, so, but it's one of those fun legends, and when people don't know about it, they freak out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yes, yeah, so I was telling the guys a story out in the, out in the backwoods. <laughs> Now, did they get scared or were they laughing at you when you told them the story? Both, both. Okay, okay. both. Nice. Why don't you compose a Jersey Devil rock opera? Yeah. Yeah, Steve, are you saying that the story has failed? That it's failed on the silver screen? Basically, (laughs) it's never been. Well, there have been a couple of movies, and I'm having a brain fart on some of them, but I've I've seen them because there's. 
But a couple catchy tunes might bring might it around. Might bring it around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of catchy tunes, G, uh, with the song we played in the intro, we played I-76 and we brought you on. I've got that on, you know, a few different mixes that I have personally, and... One of them is uh, uh, I play golf a lot, and I've got it on my golf mix, and it comes up, and it just makes me happy when I hear the song. And I remember years and years and years ago running into you, and we were talking about that song, and you were telling me about changing up the lyrics to it to match uh, the, the current lineup of the team, and you had thrown in, like, Matt Geiger's name and stuff like that. Do you still tweak with the uh, with the roster in that song when you play it live? Yeah, we said, get along, 76ers. James Harden, Joel Embiid. All right, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I love that. So, so it's a, it's a it... so it's like the thing is that this happens every every time the Sixers are on a run, people start blowing blowing us up and be like, "Yo, you gotta do the remix, you gotta do the <laughs> and then like people talk about it and then they lose. You know what I mean? Before you could go, well, you know, you know what I can suggest. Here's what you do instead of instead of switching up the players all the time. Just say Jersey Devil. <laughs> he made us lose. No. Yeah. But yeah, making a Christmas record. Like you can't make a Christmas record in December. Right. Right? You're feeling the Christmas spirit. You gotta make the Christmas record in July. Right. You know. When yeah. you're at, at, I got it. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Listen, I wanted I saw this little stat, which is Scary and, and trust me, because mine are the the same age. But your son Aiden uh, turned twenty one uh, oh back in July. I remember when he was baby <laughs> and being over at your house and meeting. Uh, I, I, what's that like? You know, mm. now having a twenty one year old. Well, the twenty one year old is great. The, the six, two, and one year olds are <laughs> problem. Um, and yeah, because they, they were on the road all summer. So this is the first morning they actually went home yesterday. Was back to school. So this is the first morning I could have slept in after the gig. And then you guys were like, yo, gee, here's your big chance. I'm like, I'll be there. <laughs> um, so a lot of people think that the love statue was placed uh, in Philadelphia for the bicentennial, but they didn't. A lot of people don't really know that it was actually a birthday present. It was a fourth birthday present for you, G Love. They put the love statue in the, in the middle of Center City. How about that? Can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's a famous sculpture by the uh, contemporary artist Robert Indiana. And, uh, yeah, actually, we were back in Philly uh, for the gig at the Man uh, a week and a half ago, and we stayed up uptown. And, uh, oh, man, it's just whenever I come back to Philly now, I'm like a tourist. So I'm like, wow, there's Willie Penn. <laughs> Honey, there's Love, Love Park. Rittenhouse Square, let's go get a cheesesteak. So, gee, I actually walked uh, past the love statue on Friday afternoon, and I was just a couple of hours uh, early for this. I don't know if you saw this. Somebody was walking an alligator in Love Park on Friday on a, on a leash. Did you see that? Oh, is, is that legal? I, well, it, it, Probably not. I, as long as it's on a leash, I guess it's okay. <laughs> I think I don't know if it was Wally or not, but it was a, a, the picture I saw was a, it was a child, a child in a bathing suit with a with an alligator on his and the, it wasn't a big one; it was probably about four feet. But I mean, still, take a finger off, I'm sure. Was it was it a caiman or was it an alligator? Uh, no, it it's, was. It's Wally the support alligator. It is Wally. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, he was oh. spotted in Love Park, and he was uh, he was in the fountain over the weekend. <laughs> Snuggle up with the alligator. So what? What the show this evening? 
Um, because it, it, when I saw you, it was a, uh, you did, it was just great. It was full of energy and all that stuff. Are we, are we getting, uh, treated to any new material? What, what can someone expect? Will it be the Jersey Devil rock opera? <laughs> <laughs> I think it should. We should, we have to start working on this idea immediately. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a great gig. It's to- toes in the sand, as we say. It's literally on the beach. You're, you literally, I have my toes in the sand. You have, shall have your toes in the sand. Everyone shall have toes in the sands of cold beverages. It's it's and, a, it's uh, it's a great venue. It really is. I mean, I, I, I such a such a terrific time that night. And and you're not kidding. You're right on the beach, and it's uh, it's perfect. Yeah, we'll play a couple sets uh, tonight. It's going to be uh, Chuck Treese and I. Chuck will be on the drums and the vocals, and uh, yeah, we're playing a lot of stuff from. Oh, since we talked last, I got my new record out. I got it right here, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Ah. This is a really cool record. It's we call it the Pilgrimage of the Hip Hop Blues. Chuck Treese and I drove from Philly to Coldwater, Mississippi, to work with uh, Luther Dickinson, who produced it, and it's got amazing talent on, on this record. Uh, we immersed ourselves with the blues men and women, people like uh, Alvin Young, Blood Heart, R.L. Boyce, John Tavius Willis, Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram, and then um, MCs like Speech from Arrested Development. Wow. Uh, Freddie Fox and Philadelphia's own Schooly D. Ah, did you draw on a little bit of that uh, that Delta sound uh, since you were down that way? Yeah, for sure, man. It's it's got the blues and then it's got it's got the hip hop and it's uh it's, it's a very cool record. So uh, yeah, so so we playing songs from that. Of course, the hit the, the classics, the Philly classics, I seventy six, and then. We're gonna have to be freestyling about uh, the Jersey, the Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I see, I see you got your pick on there, and you, and you got a guitar. Were you okay. gonna play a little bit for us? Yeah, I think I think last time we were on, we were just make getting ready to rec- make the record. I played the first verse of Love from Philly, so let me let me play the last verse. All right, All right. ready? Yeah. Yep. Yo, Philly, <laughs> it's pretty early. Yo, yo. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 on my tour bus now. Um, uh, previously owned by Darius Rucker, so ah, coming live from Darius and his wife's uh, bedroom. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Philly fanatical, professional, tripping Davis with the long guys, clutch moves. This is old time, old time, but getting better. You saw a cheese whiz when you stack a cheddar. Now don't talk about Gino Savats and say you're from Philly with Cherry Hills where you hang your hat. <laughs> from uh, Philly if you <laughs> hang your head in Cherry Hill. Hill. That's awesome, man. <laughs> and again, nothing wrong with New Jersey because, uh-huh. of course, they gave us the Jersey Devil. <laughs> the only time I ever tell somebody I'm from Philly is when I'm, like, long, like, away from Philly. Like, if I'm in another state or something like that. It's the easiest for them to process. It's a lot easier to yeah. say that I'm from Broomall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. People say, like, yo, because, you know, 
people from Philly, no matter where you are around the world, they always talk about being from Philly. And then you be like, so where are you from? You're like, oh, I'm from Cherry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you from <laughs> close, close, close enough. enough. Close Absolutely. All right. Well, the gig is tonight at uh, Laguna in Brigantine. It says five to ten. That's a that's a pretty yeah. That's, that's a big a long time chunk of time. What time are you guys playing tonight? Uh seven thirty. We'll play two sets starting at seven thirty. Beautiful. Get outside. Go and uh, get your tickets, and uh, you can go to PressInstitute.com. We got because then after that, you guys are heading down to the Carolinas, I think. So this is your chance yeah. to. Uh, to yeah. be seen here in the area right now. So yes, sir. Yeah, it should be a good times. Come one, come all. And a new album is called Philadelphia, Mississippi. You can check out yeah. philadelphonic.com, or I'm sure you can grab it wherever you can grab music anywhere that you get it. So it's good stuff. Gee, always great, man. Have a great gig tonight, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You got it. Gee, love, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait to hear that song in it in its full glory. I mean, we've gotten the you know the Zoom version of it yeah. a couple times. Now. That's why all your major artists record over Zoom, right? Or portions of it. But uh, he's great, man. It's it's nothing but a good time when you hang. It's uh, the vibe is just it's just all happy. It's exactly it uh, when it's, you're around yeah. you love. So that's great, man. Yeah. So that's the first song off the album. It's available on iTunes right now. So if you want to check that out, okay. Uh, what is status on uh, Kreischer at nine? At nine. You know what? I'm, we should I was probably gonna, take a break. Yeah, then? I was going to text him in a little bit just to make sure he's awake. Okay. And just so you guys know, the uh, the launch has officially been scrubbed. The earliest they can do it is, uh, <laughs> is Friday, but they have to. They might have to replace the entire engine. Uh, so, um, well, what's Chris Evans going to do? I know, right? Captain he's America's there. hanging out there. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, right. I don't know why they would send it up now at this point. I mean, I know it's tons of money and work, but it was leaking prior to, and then it's leaking today. Like, I know, but they, you know, they could have gotten under the hood and maybe uh, tweaked a thing or two. But they didn't. My dad is a television repairman. Yeah, <laughs> awesome set of tools. <laughs> All right, so to try and stay out time uh, for Mister Christ. Sure, we will take a break and we'll come back in a moment. He's calling us from Hawaii. Nice. So we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Bro is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that one? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Casey's working on uh, getting Kreischer on. He's in Hawaii. It's mm-hmm. like three o'clock in the morning, so who knows if that's going to happen or not? But jumping through hoops. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you a story about a strip club. Okay. And an experience. I think I think it might have been my 21st birthday. Uh, Diamond Cabaret, East St. Louis, Illinois, and uh, um, the way that it, the the strip clubs work there is a little different than here. the The actual dance floor. Um, <clears throat> was about so you sat at the dance floor. So uh, it, okay, 
essentially you could your where your arms were resting was on the dance floor. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, it was it was low. The, the the dance floor was low where you could sit. And, so the, and so it, the chicks were right there. It came up to about table level. Yeah. So the chicks are right there. So this girl comes up to me as <laughs> uh, a dancer, right, and yeah. I'll try my best to describe how this act happened. So she she gets on her knees. In front of me with her butt facing me. Okay. okay. So she's faced away. She's on her hands and knees. So uh, Greco-Roman. Yeah. So I'm seeing nothing but butt in front yeah. of my face. And she puts her knees up on my shoulder. Okay. <laughs> and uh, with the and bends her knees. And so now her feet are on the back of my head. Oh, wow. Okay. All so right. you see, see what yeah, I'm so saying there? Able to kind of push your head forward. And then, yes, she would slam my face (laughs) into her ass repeatedly. Like, like, bang, 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 bang. Like that. What? Why are you telling me? Regis brought up the strip club. uh, The strip clubs. And we were both aficionados. We have some time to kill. Yeah. And so I'll never forget (laughs) that. And I'm freshly 21. This is my first strip club I've ever been to. And I'm like, you know, this is me. I'm having a good time. You know, oh bang, 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 bang. <laughs> oh, wait, we're watching a video. Yeah, that's it. Oh wow. That's it. Oh yep, God. that's crazy. Yep, that's it. That's the move. Looks what? like it's still around. The uh, Cabaret. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was there. I, I, I went there, Preston, and I was in the champagne room, and there was this one chick. All right, she's, uh, she's in the, uh, she's got like a metal helmet on and a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and the other chick has got this squirt gun filled with hummus. Huh. And uh, it was wild, I gotta tell you. Was Rita Wilson there that night? Absolutely. Okay. She was one of the tub girls. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Unbelievable. Yeah, Diamond Cabaret, I'm sure that's still around. PT's is probably around. I gotta red... tell you, I was crapping chickpeas for a month. The Red Garter. All those places, I bet, are still. They're just institutions. Do you think there's... Do you think... In that area. What are the sad odds that there's someone... From when you were going there, who still dances? There. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No way, <laughs> no way. But that's where I saw John Goodman with a, uh, <laughs> a hooker with a back. hooker on his back. No, the stripper on his back. Was it, it, it was at the Diamond Cabaret. Imagine if you went back and that well, that that dancer who did it to you that night was there. Mm-hmm. I remember you. But I, but I saw I saw John Goodman come out from it was a, it was a door behind the bar and he walked. <laughs> John Goodman. He's got a stripper a piggyback, and he runs. He runs. He's behind the bar. Runs the other end of the bar, and there's another door that goes back into a back room. And I'm like, did that just happen? Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. like a it's like a cuckoo clock where you see yeah. like you know an animal come out and run across and around the front and then back into you the can't clock. Process it. I was like, did that just? Yes, right. that just happened. That was John Goodman. And there you go. Uh, now, that wasn't on my birthday. That was another night. Okay. That was just a bonus night. Still magical. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Our guest is ready. Yeah. Hey. Oh. He's in Hawaii. Uh-huh. I had Kathy. no faith. I had no faith. I thought no. there was not a chance. Kathy had zero faith, and here he is, Birdie Boar. <laughs> Birdie Boy, the tour relapse is coming to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on Saturday and Sunday, 8 p.m. both nights. I can't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bert Kreischer yeah. is joining us first. I'm here. Hey, man. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can no. you believe it? No, oh, we, oh, we can't believe you agreed to do this. It's or th- 3 o'clock in the morning here in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> what island are you on, sir? Wait, there's different islands? <laughs> 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 I... <laughs> 
I um I don't know if you're serious or not. <laughs> not. No, I'm I'm in Oahu. I'm okay. Oahu. I, we uh we're at Turtle Bay. I shouldn't tell everyone where we are, but we're at Turtle Bay. It's awesome. We went surfing yesterday. Best day of my life. We saw footage. Saw the video, dude. You did great. I was so bald. There's so many pictures that are so horrible in this that I was like, the, the one video randomly. We met these ladies the night before it was her birthday, and we ended up partying with them, doing shots, and they were they shot video of me surfing, and then we saw them later. They're with their husbands. They're like, "Hey, we got video of you." I was like, "It was like you were videotaping us," and I was like, ah, "It's okay. I look good." Keep it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is good. Uh, so is that is that a, a long board? It, well, that surfboard seems yeah. very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty humbling when they're like, so how much do you weigh? And you're like, no, I'm just, what's the biggest board you got? And they're like, no, what do you weigh? And they're like, just give me the biggest board you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a coffee table, you're like, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, the coffee table looks good. Uh, is it something you think that you are uh, going to pursue more aggressively? Did you really enjoy it? It's the whole reason I came down here. This sounds horrible to say, but, like, literally, I had, I've had a goal is that, and that was to lose enough weight so that I could stand up on a surfboard. So getting up, I was so fat, I couldn't even get up on a surfboard. I couldn't get my feet underneath me. And so literally, I'm not even joking, I've worked out for the past like three months just getting to the point where I could get my feet underneath me and stand up on a surfboard. I want to surf so bad. Like like be like a guy who gets on a surfboard, goes out in the bay, beach, catches waves. It's, I, I, and so like I've kind of worked for it. So, yes. That's cool, answer, huh? Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Now, uh, obviously, where you live, though, I, I mean, is it the kind of thing, I mean, w- would you make special, because some people just make special surfing trips, surfing vacations. Is that how you'd swing it, or would you just, you wouldn't travel with a board? No. Yeah. I would, I would I, like, I would love, I'd love to take, make trips. We well, we, bought, we bought a beach house up in Oxnard, and so, uh, and so we have surfboards. I, I would love to surf up there, but. You know, I got to be honest with you, I kind of feel like I just want, like, it's so funny how many people have offered to take me surfing. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> but, because uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, I don't mind paying someone to sit with me in the in the ocean and push me into waves. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I look, there's a lot of things I like to do and get healthier and do. Surfing is definitely one of them. All right, All right cool, man. Are you uh, are you gigging while you're there, or is this uh, purely a uh, a pleasure trip? Oh, it's just pleasure. George oh. is here. My oldest Georgia is here, so she goes to college in uh, a month. Okay, so I kind of am like using it a write off as a reason we get to hang out and party. Oh. Yeah, you guys were in Europe uh, a little while back as well. Um, so you guys are you know definitely getting your family time together. Wait, so she doesn't start college for another <clears throat> another month? Yeah, I know. She's like, it's killing her. Everyone's posting pictures on Instagram of them starting college, and she's got one more month of hanging out with us. She's <laughs> losing her mind. <laughs> uh, tell us about the Europe trip. Dude, dude. <laughs> we had a blast. I, I realized to myself, I only like my children when they're afraid. <laughs> only when they're afraid. Please explain. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like them confident and successful. I like them terrified and unsure of themselves. We went on a Vespa tour in uh, 
in Tuscany, and it was raining, and my girls were terrified, and I loved them. <laughs> we had so much fun. Is it easier to control them when they're afraid? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this confident, cocky, <laughs> arrogant, I got this, Dad. I got this, Dad. Like, when they're afraid, we got caught in a riptide one time, mm-hmm. and they were terrified, and I was like, finally, you need me. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah, you go from dad to daddy, and that uh, that changes things. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's so great. So they were terrified during uh, a couple times in Europe. Like, they got lost in Venice and didn't realize it's an island. You can't go anywhere. You're done. <laughs> and, then, and and I love when they're terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that that's way. That's cool. Yeah. That wow. is a way to keep them in check. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was the best, man. I wish, like, I really, I, uh, I, I wish more people... To do a trip like that, that trip to Europe, and, and Leanne is, never spends money, and she, like, spent money to do the trip, and we had a blast. That's cool. That's awesome. Are you are you the kind of guy who's impressed by, say, say like the Roman Colosseum or museums or, you know, or is it, is it, does that, is it more the Vespa trips around Tuscany? No, I, well, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Like, I didn't know this is going to sound really bad. But I, I didn't know there was stuff before Jesus. Like I thought, I thought it went, I thought it went, I thought it went dinosaurs, then Jesus, then everything else. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a pocket in there. Yeah, like Julius Caesar before Jesus. Did yeah, not yeah. know that. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I don't know if I knew that or not. <laughs> you knew that. I don't know. I didn't pay Dude, Okay, be, be honest, be honest. Okay. How many years, how many years before Jesus do you think dinosaurs were? Be real, be real. Uh, um, probably oh my God. like 10. <laughs> Millions? Uh, eight, yeah, like 300 million. Yeah, yeah, it's like 350 million years. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much stuff before Jesus. <laughs> Here's the other thing that kills me is like is like Jesus, like everything else, everything else, they're like they're like, we've got evidence that Julius Caesar was murdered by the twenty other senators. He was killed here on this date. And then everything else else is like, but Jesus they kind of split the water, and there's kind of this guy. Everything was, is was like, Moses. It killed me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, everything. Yeah, everything is like definitive. And then when you get to the Bible, they're like, you know, there was like this willy nilly dude brought out these things. Dude, I was I was floored. I I, I couldn't believe. How much stuff happened before Jesus? By the way, stuff before Jesus is a good uh, tour name yes. or, or a good special name for uh-huh. you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was watching. This, I was watching a show. I was telling these guys on the History Channel uh, yesterday about the uh, the Colosseum and about ancient Rome, and uh, they brought up a point I was unaware of. You know, we see these gladiator fights, and ninety uh, percent of all gladiator fights did not end in death. It was not a to the death thing. That was only for special occasions. So most gladiators survived the Colosseum. Oh, dude, I know everything about gladiators right now. Did you know there was a gladiator uprising with that guy Spartacus? Yes, I was aware aware of that. Dude, I know everything. And you know, 100% of gladiator fights were really 
uh, gay. Like they were, they were, they were, they were like, they were partying, man. They were like in, dude, I, I, you know, there was like, that's the other crazy thing is like, they talked about, I don't want to get too into the weeds about this, but they talked about, uh, about the things that happened back then. They were very liberal back then. Yes. Well, you can remember, think of of Caligula. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask since you're since you're in Hawaii right now, do you take in uh, their history and culture when you visit Hawaii? Uh, you know the Aloha spirit and all the things that they talk about when you're there. Yeah, man, not super uh, colonial friendly. Like they, it's not the nicest history. We we weren't like the best people in America. <laughs> but they're not holding it. Taking in history. Taking history can be super depressing. Yeah. You know that just white people just came down and stole this island, <laughs> like just stole it, and they were like, "We'll keep this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take all your sugar and pineapples." Hey, you guys are gonna be a state, and everyone in Hawaii is like, "Huh? What? <laughs> okay." Well, we you gotta admit, it, it was a good choice if you're gonna if you're gonna take some land. It's just it's it's unbelievably gorgeous there. It is, yeah, so amazing. It is. I'm telling you, this is like the most beautiful state we have. Mm-hmm. I love Hawaii, but yeah, I, I listen to the the. It's crazy too. Tons of Mormons here. Really, really. Hey, did you see the Manti Teo documentary? <laughs> we, every, every one of their brother. We had uh, Kurt Metzger was through, and who else? Do we. Everyone's yeah. been talking about. This documentary, I was about a second from putting it on yesterday, and I got distracted, but everyone's raving about it. Oh, my God. It is phenomenal. It is so good. Where you realize, I don't think I understood, I don't I don't think I understood the how no one understood what catfishing was at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is amazing. I actually texted him and told him I was going to be down here. I wanted to podcast with him. I don't think he was going to do my podcast. <laughs> no, no response. Nothing. No, no, no feedback. You know, a little bit of, little bit of uh, dark space there. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, yeah. and for people, and we've we've mentioned it before, but it was this, it was that, it was really the first time that I think a lot of us were exposed to the concept of catfishing, and he earnestly believed he was corresponding with or communicating with this woman. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be a guy who was uh, now, I guess, now has, has transitioned, but. Uh, and it was this whole elaborate thing that everyone, day to day, everyone was going, what? What's this new element of the story? It was crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize that everyone, I mean, I, I kind of remember that a little bit. I, I'm, I, I am not, I, I, that wasn't like a huge part of my life. Right. I didn't realize that everyone just assumed he was gay. Yeah. And then called him gay and said, you should just come out of the closet. How horrific for a dude of faith that is literally still a virgin, I think, than to go from, you know, like, faith, like, 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 just a, a like, whatever, you know, believe in yeah. your faith, and then all of a sudden the world just assumes, uh, I mean, that, that, right. Uh, all, all for, yeah. for uh, he, he was, a, he was a victim like a thousand times over in, in a thousand different ways. And really, it totally sucks. And uh, and then he loses the Heisman to Johnny Manziel of all people, you know. 
dude, I still can't believe Johnny Manziel is playing football. <laughs> like those guys. I can't believe I can't believe Jared had sex with kids. Can you believe? <laughs> yes. Oh <my> God. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Well, we had him on the show like, a number of times. I can't believe that. I can't believe that Jared had like like if you tell like I go I go I I really honestly because he was such a like dude you saw all the time. And that's he legit had sex with kids. He oh, was the he God. was the everyman. In fact, they had actually disconnected from that ad campaign, and then out of a nostalgic sort of thing, they brought it back. They reactivated Jared, and then all hell broke loose. And if you remember that audio, got out of him. I guess the undercover a sting that nailed Jared. It was him soliciting for it. That was horrible. Just horrible. I don't know how wow. he got went from Johnny Manziel to, to Jared. But <laughs> it was he was just as surprised <laughs> yeah. as Johnny Manziel getting the uh, uh, the Heisman. You know that what is else? A good barometer. You yeah. know what else you're going to be surprised about, Bert, is how much Atlantic City looks like Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I can't wait. I can't wait to see how identical Hawaii and Atlantic City. <laughs> I have a feeling though, Atlantic City speaks to you in a number of different ways. The things you're into. I love. I love. I love Atlantic City. I love the idea of tapping out. Like yeah. when you when you go to a place like Atlantic City, you you. You are off the map. You are like, I'm off the grid. We're here to party. Yeah. Like, my favorite thing are the, like, I love all of that. Like, the, the idea that you can put on nice clothes, go to dinner, gamble, get a good night's sleep, and you're not on the grid for, like, taking care of your kids. I love that, man. I love you're you're yeah. absolved of yeah. taking care of your family. No, it's true. That that's You need to have those places that remind you to disconnect, and, and AC does a great job of it. It's it's such a cool like uh, it's it you know it's uh, Atlantic City is like Orlando to me like Orlando never feel felt like a place anyone should live like I'm always yeah. shocked people live in Atlantic City <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the last yeah. time we I'm talked people live in L A these days yeah. all the homeless people but keep going <laughs> now the last time we talked to you uh, I mean it's you're you're a surfer now and that's what you're uh, that's what you're up to but the last time we talked to you it's you what were... I do it's what I do it's yeah. my lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> but you were all about disc golf and uh, we were trying to you know oh, maybe yeah. have you and Preston play disc golf when you came down here this uh, this uh, upcoming weekend are you still a Disc golfer? I'm pretty big into the sport, you know. I mean, I'm one of the celebrity ambassadors. Dude, I played it for the first time just a few weeks ago. It's freaking hard, man. Oh, it's it it really is. When you look at like people that are really good, yeah, it is impossible. Yeah, yeah. I threw my. I think I've thrown my elbow and shoulder out playing disc golf. I haven't played. I haven't played since I've been off the road. It's more like a. You know, uh, I don't know if it's the same, but uh, <laughs> it, this golf is a lot like uh, like uh, pleasing yourself. Okay, this golf is like pleasuring yourself. I only, yeah, I do. I do it. I only do it on the road. <laughs> if my wife's around, I don't do it as much. <laughs> well, 
for this is it's, uh, it's not like a frisbee, right? Is it? Is it? More, it is, but it's it heavier. Um, they have different. They have different weights and sizes. Okay. For, for the different shots you want to, which take. would be the equivalent yeah. of, of your of your golf clubs. Of golf clubs, yeah. yeah. And and they 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 take different shapes when they fly, and so yeah, right. It's, it, I found it, and my freaking shoulder was killing me when I got done with that, man. Oh man, my shoulder's been killing me so bad. By the way, from surfing, my stomach from laying on my stomach. I don't lay on my stomach very often. Right. My stomach is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta wear from the friction hard. from uh, rubbing up against it. Just, just everything, every part of it. My ankle hurts. My whole body hurts. Yeah. Like I don't normally use my body the way I do. Like you ever use your body a little bit? And you're like, oh my god, I think I'm dying. Yeah. yeah, I'm. My stomach is on fire. My ankle hurts. My neck hurts. I was gonna throw up coffee the entire time. So, so I mean, obviously, you see in any surfing movie, and I, I love, I love watching, you know, s- surfing movies. I got, it goes back to the endless summer. Uh, but I mean, the, the move is to is to from a laying down position vault up onto your yeah. feet, pop, yeah. right, pop up, yep. Yeah, I do more of a four-point approach to that. I do a, I do a, I do a uh, get up on my hands, scoop my knees underneath me, pull one foot out, then the other foot, and then stand up and then readjust. I am not, I wish I could just pop up. I find harder than that is the paddling to get moving before the, the wave comes along. Like, I, I'm, I'm going nowhere. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm paddling oh, as hard as I can. I'm going nowhere. I saw I saw a video of me um, paddling, and I thought I was paddling in the waves. I didn't realize the guy was behind me, pushing me into the waves. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They give you a little push. Well, also know that when you're when you're paddling out, that's when you look most like a seal from the attacking shark below. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's a couple of times I was so exhausted. I was like, please bring a shark. That would be <laughs> End it now. Wow. All right. Well, listen. Dude, I, I, there's the best is the best is the guy would put his foot on top of my board and drag me out paddling. And I just would stop paddling and be like, yeah, I, I, you're like a caddy. Keep going. <laughs> uh, why not? You got him there using him. Well, listen, man, we're, we're, we'll let you get back. I, I can't believe you were up. Kathy had zero faith in you being available <laughs> Sorry. Uh, at this time. But uh, but we were holding fast. I can't believe you're up at 3 a.m., 3.20 now uh, talking to us in Hawaii. But you do got, you do have gigs coming up in AC. By the time you get back, the jet lag should be wearing off, and I'm sure you'll be in fine form for the folks in Atlantic City. I can't wait for Atlantic City. I love you guys. Thanks nice. for letting me call in. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. We love you, buddy. All right, thank you. Burt Kreischer yeah. gets his sleep in Hawaii. He is in touch with us as we speak, headed to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Uh, 8 p.m. both nights, Saturday and Sunday. You can get tickets at BertBertBert.com. And Bert is spelled B-E-R-T, mind you. So, well, it's one of the great theme songs of all time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And listen, I... Hawaii's my favorite place in the world. Is it? it it's... I, I, I wish it to every single person listening yeah. now. If you haven't had a chance to go there, I know it's expensive. It's a far way off. It's a pipe dream for some people. I hope that someday you get to go. There's so many cool things about it. It's just absolute paradise. But I, I'm, I mean, and I've done uh, like Caribbean trips and things yeah, like yeah. that and, and, and Mexico and, and stuff. 
I just think it all pales in comparison to Hawaii. It's a different because it's volcanic, you know, or, oh. or at least obviously volcanic, uh, you know, a result of that. It, it again, Oahu and and uh, the the Big Island, they're they're all just amazing. Well, and it's and it's also since it's U.S. territory, yeah. that's one of the great things too, is because. It, all, all this stuff now you you get local fare and all that, yeah. but but the food is a lot of that is imported uh, from the mainland, okay. and so I think the quality that you get is different than in some Virgin Island, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you can get territories and things like that. You can get McNuggets if you need them bad, <laughs> but it is just I can't think of any place that are like it's like where in the world would you like to go? I'm like. Take me back there. Well, the first time you see it, you know, I remember the, I mean, and we were, my father had flown so many miles for work that we, he had these points, you yeah. know, and that's the first time that I was able to get there. Uh, and you step off the plane, and you're like, oh my God, it does look like Hawaii. Now, I haven't been to some of these really awesome places in like Spain, like Kathy has been or Greece, like Marissa, but I, I just, something about that. You've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> Kathy, what's the f- most favorite place you've ever been to? Oh, um, probably Capri or Portofino. Okay. Mm. Both in Italy, yeah. Yeah. I was at Portofino in Universal Studios. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Is that a hotel? or it is a hotel. Okay. Man, Portofino. I, and Portofino. And it's set up to look like that, uh, you know, to some extent. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. That was like, that was the most beautiful place. And then, I mean, Capri was beautiful as well, but like we stayed in a hotel that was set inside of a mountain so it was just like oh, it, yeah God. it was amazing yeah. if you go to epcot you can do all those countries in like <laughs> in one, one day. day absolutely yeah. <laughs> you go there and you take pictures you become an influencer and next <laughs> thing you know you're riding high what about the dessert is that what you went to epcot for was the dessert oh yeah what was the name <laughs> of that the dessert? glace uh yeah it was the uh croak the glace or something croak glace <laughs> yeah i don't know nick you speak the language it's a uh, brioche with uh ice cream uh, sweet brioche with ice cream. It, oh, it was just and it's um, it's like uh, they put it in like a press and heat it, and wow. it's a lot of yummy goodness. <laughs> uh, I had mentioned uh, influencers. Yes, uh, there's a new survey from uh, Higher Visibility that shows one in four members of Gen Z want to be influencers. So twenty five percent of yes. Gen Z wants to be. Yeah, what's Gen Z again? Remind me. A good question. People born in the last week. <laughs> Nick, would you mind looking up uh, who, what years people had to be? What? Uh, no, no, I'm just. I'm, for, no, I, I just heard. <laughs> I should. Born in uh, '97 to 2012. '97 uh, okay. to 2012. What, okay. What generation would Forrest Gump be? He would have been a. It would have been a boomer. Right? Gen A. Gen A. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were yes. going for? Wow. Mama. You've told that same joke on the air before. <laughs> yes. 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 I did not know that. I just yes. fist bumped him for that. So anyhow, yeah, uh, apparently a quarter of them want to be influencers. 16% of those surveys said that they would pay money to become an influencer. Isn't that... You're supposed to make money being yeah. an influencer. Uh, a total of uh, 1,000 individuals in the U.S. between ages 16 and 25 completed the survey in July of this year. Results varied slightly by region. More than 40% of respondents in the West said they want to become a social media influencer, compared with 33% in the Midwest, 36 in the South, and 39% right. in the Northeast. Interesting. There's something that's sort of poignantly, you know... Um heartbreaking when you look at someone and they have a YouTube channel or like, a, you know, they have like nine followers. Hey, guys. Yeah. 
Right. You feel bad. <laughs> hey, guys. I mean, yeah. You know, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying to build. Yeah. And you never many, know when something might hit. How many followers do you need in order to, like, actually become a... An influencer? Uh, an influencer? Uh, well, there's it's certain... Te- it's 10,000 if you want to um, start monetize? to get, Yeah, to monetize right. and for Instagram really? to... Co- yeah, for Instagram For Instagram, to, okay. To view you and, uh, I guess, view you as a, an influencer and also um, to get, like, paid partnerships. Not, like, somebody just posting and saying, like, oh, hey, I got my shirt here. You know, it's oh. for Target to actually pay you to post. I see, because I'll, I'll watch uh, some of the... Ones that I see pop up, you know, like really gorgeous models and yeah. things like that. And they've got fewer than I have. And yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, but you're not like hustling to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these guys are hustling and I, and I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like how do I get Ryobi to give me a, a rider mower? You know, that's what I want. I think you have to say it on air and, yeah. and then uh, and then trade that for uh, free advertising. <laughs> well, Bill will let you, if you want to do side yeah. oh, deals, right? right. yeah. yeah. give away free commercials. Well, yeah, all you have to do is say something yeah, on yeah. air and you're good. Okay. Yeah. You ever follow somebody and then realize that like, they're like in our area? Mm, I haven't. Kathy, you have, though. There's somebody from Concha Hawk and you're a uh, Oh, you're a TikTok fan. guy, right? Yeah. Is there what? a TikTok dude that you met over in Concha Hawk or oh. something? No, no, no. He, but he's not from here. He oh. just happened to be here, All and right. I ran into him. No, he, yeah, he lives. Well, he lives in New York now, but he's originally from, uh, I think, Boston. All right, there was a, there was a gal. Hang on, I'm, I'm looking her up right now. That I saw, it just popped up. You know how like they, they, they like suggest people you should follow or, right. or to, to check out. And I clicked on this gal. She had like a stunningly beautiful. Hard body, like, you know, ripped abs and all this stuff. And I'm looking at the pictures, and she's from Philadelphia. And I'm like, what? Wait a second. <laughs> what? So so uh, how many followers? Uh, Less than you? 47,000, yeah. All right, so... Um, Her name is Emily Fenton. So online coach and fitness trainer. Why don't you collab? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not collab, but I have nothing to collab about. <laughs> um... <laughs> Wait, I was saying, um, I think I'm going to be collabing soon. <laughs> you collab? collab? Oh, yeah? Who are you collabing? Oh, yeah, uh, yes, the um, Pickle Festival. F- Fishtown uh, Pickles, yeah. Okay. I'm going to collab, collab with, with them? them. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's that's a little tease. A pickle collab. For what's coming up yeah. down the road. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start calling it collabing instead of cl- collabing because it just sounds better. Don't you think? Collabing? C-L-A-B-B-I-N-G? All right, no? that's cool. Not really. <laughs> I'm going to start Sounds like crabbing. Thing. Yeah. Uh, you're going to start your own thing? Yeah. Clabbing? Give a speech impediment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going clabbing. I'll go far. <laughs> You're going clabbing, coabbing. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, results varied slightly by reason, like a region. Like I said, broken down further, data showed 41 percent of New York Gen Zs intend on becoming an influencer in the future, while about 30 percent from Los Angeles also feel the same way. So uh, it's funny because I forget who we we're talking to, um, but teachers notice that uh, you know how many of their students are really committed to becoming influencers and, and thinking that social media is going to be the revenue the revenue generating career it there's you know, I mean, it's so much more many a, but it's much more of a possibility now than it was before. yeah very much so and yeah. but but i still liken it to the entertainment industry yeah like yeah you can try it yeah. the overwhelming majority of people don't make it yeah, but super some successful. do yeah. you know what i mean and or, or you can you can carve out kind of a a supplemental career, a sub collab, a sub collab, <laughs> if you will. No, something that can add to your already full time job that sure. you do. That's a cottage that you get a little bit going on, like your uh, like your jewelry line, Kathy. But what about it? 
that it's like a just it's supplemental. This is oh, your totally. job. Oh, yeah, this yeah. This is yeah. not something you could fall back on and and live off of if you were you know, fully independent, and this is what you relied on your income to be. Well, that's not true. That's the reason I did it, so that... So uh, you can? You're making that so, much money? Well, I'm not now because I have a, a full-time job. Do you job. want some free commercials? But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting myself up so that when this is all over, I have something to fall back on, yeah. and oh. that I can do it, and can do it full-time and make a career out of it. Okay. She's, uh, she's so got... make sure you follow me on Instagram, Kathy Romano okay. Collection. <laughs> I subscribe. QVC. You got to get on QVC. Smash man. it. Man, I, I spoke to a couple people at QVC, and we were like, but I'm not, I, I don't have the means yet. You you have to have, I mean, because they sell, I mean, thousands and thousands right. of items. So you right. have to, you and you, you have to be fully set up. You need a sweatshop. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. you need a manufacturer, yeah. Right. Wow. So if you know a manufacturer, you can email me or you that's, can message me on Instagram. That's too much responsibility for me. You guys remember that uh, hot sauce guy that I was uh, the executive yeah, yeah, vice president of marketing? Yeah. Yeah, he shut that down. <laughs> uh, oh, really? What about the Valor? Yeah. The marketing was terrible. The Valor guy is uh, also in a holding pattern. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that was a home run. A Valor tracksuit. The Valor tracksuit. Valor. But again, <laughs> going back to what you were saying before, Preston, the hot sauce guy, That's it was a side project for him. He had another. He has another job. The Valor guy. Uh, he's a, a lawyer, so these things were fun for them yeah. on the side. And then once they stop being, when they, when they're too much damn work, then they they kind of fold. Or if they're not selling enough, is there a hot sauce velour crossover that uh, we're yeah. missing here? Now we're talking. Yeah. Hey, my daughter made her own hot sauce over the weekend. Did I tell you guys about that? No. Of course I didn't. Uh, yes. <laughs> you need to market it under the my daughter's own brand, right? Uh, yeah. So um, my daughter's own brand. We have a uh, like a raised. Um, uh, flower bed or or gardening bed, and she uh, grew these little tiny chiles, right? And, uh, and made her own little hot sauce with it. I mean, it was basically only a ramekin full of it, but it was still pretty good, and it's it's fairly easy to make. Okay, so, so is she now going to no. collab, look to grow more, and mm. and then try to you know make more than that? Uh, probably not. Okay, no. Well, that's going to be key in growing your business. Yeah. If you have a genuine desire to not grow it, that's going to stand in your way. By the way, when queried, the majority of respondents guessed the average yearly income of an influencer. I remind you, these are Gen Zers guessing yeah. this. Uh, was they thought between seventy five thousand and a hundred thousand dollars? Okay, wow. and then, do you have the actual figure there? No, I average. Don't. No, I, I'm going to guess what? the actual. I'm going to put it in the in the f- five range, five grand. Five thousand dollars to ten a year, if you consider the vast majority, the average yearly income, yeah, yeah as opposed yeah. to yeah. the ones that make the big right. bucks, right? But that's what you're saying. That's what the the ones yeah. that make the big. That's no, I mean, no, no, no. These these are just this the, what they perceive. It says the majority of respondents guessed oh, the average no, guess. average yearly yeah. income of an influencer was between seventy five and hundred thousand. Unfortunately, I don't have any right. hard numbers for you here. Uh, when Zipper could, here we go. Seeking annual salaries. Um, the majority of influencer salaries currently range between thirty nine thousand to sixty two thousand dollars. I mean, that's with a lot. top earners <laughs> making eighty seven thousand five hundred annually across the United States. See, okay, see, I wow. thought it was a lot lower. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Interesting. I wonder what the, if there are various parameters in that. So you know what? I wonder what the OnlyFans. Average is because that's a good question. That uh, that bad baby that that idiot oh, yeah, from yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. Phil. Yeah, yeah. 
she, makes millions, right? She made a million dollars in what? two days yeah. signing up on uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. All you have to do is be a sure hardcore idiot. And <laughs> it's really hardcore easy, Preston. Idiot. All you got to do is yeah. show you beaver. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I still don't, I don't really understand how they're making that much money, though. Top Okay, some top OnlyFans earners get around $100,000 per year or more. However, on average, a content creator get, gets $150 to $180 per month. That, se- it, uh, that seems inverse of what I've heard. Well, there are top-end people yeah. who make a lot of money, but they are not the average. They're not right. even close to the average. If you have... Uh, you know, if you have good content and you generate good content, no matter what that content is, it can be R-rated or X-rated. You're gonna you're gonna have people subscribe to you, but you know, even then, like you better put out something that people want to keep coming back for. It's it's you know, it, good content always rises to the top. What about so in the case of the, like the the the, the influencers? Um, I mean, there's got to be a ton of hustle involved. Yeah, right? but I mean, like yeah. you can't just be an influencer and say that that's what you're done. Yeah. Like you have to be an influencer with something in particular that you're actually using to influence, right? Like you you have a product that you're talking about, or or if Kathy Romano were uh, you know a jewelry influencer. Yeah. She could highlight her own own jewelry and then talk about Fendi or, or, you know, other products that might fall in the same, you know, universe. But I think, like, just to be a quote-unquote influencer, you have to have something that you're actually talking about. You know what I mean? Well, and I also, so there's a travel influencer that I follow, and she reviews all of these hotels and resorts. I mean, she goes to some pretty amazing, exotic places, but... I guess when I watch her, I just think, oh, she's getting this for trade. So she's going, she's making the video, and they're giving her the room or so, a couple of days there. But how if, did if, it, they're, if, if the average influencer is making that much money, that would mean that she's probably going there and getting paid mm. to make that video and post it. So how do you think the chronology rolls out? Does she come, go to a company and have sort of a, uh, what they call like a sizzle reel of stuff that she's done and say, and say okay, I will do the, I'll create this content and you... You know, and you send me around, or uh, you know, it's, no. it still seems like it's. I, I think you come up with the content first. Like you start building your your right. quote unquote real by by traveling a lot and writing about it and posting interesting things online on Instagram or wherever, and, and they come to you. And then eventually, if you're good at it and you're posting good content, good videos, good photos, and Steve on top of it. You got to be like a, a decent writer or a decent presenter, right? Because otherwise, if you're boring and you're, you're just putting up cool photos, you're not going to be a really good influencer. It's so, a, so I've got like over you know fifty thousand on my Instagram. So let's say I just wanted to, I don't know, try out golf clubs or something <laughs> like that. Uh, that I might be able to. I think you could work sign some kind of a deal because it's my it's it's under my name. It has nothing to do with the radio station. It's my personal account. You better watch it. I know. I could just couldn't promote it on this right. radio program, which I don't really anyway. But no, you know, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. But I've you you would have to start it. putting if you if you chose to go that route, right? Like you would start to have to create content on your Instagram page, Preston. That was mostly about golf. Yeah, and and right now you don't focus a lot of your time or energy on Instagram because no. guess what? You have another job where where, where most of your energy. Yeah, it's goes. impossible. I mean, for, right. for, yeah, that's why you, as you were saying before, the people look at the people, the two people you, you mentioned, who's who's. Uh, the hot sauce and the velour didn't yeah. quite come to fruition because they have full-time jobs. Right. Yep. Like on the radio. Uh, over a quarter of individuals also said they regularly post on social media with the intent to gain followers. About 35% of men report caring about their follower account compared to 31% of women. And this is interesting because notably, the survey revealed that more men at 20% than women, 13%, Feel being an influencer is the only career option for them. That's sad. And forty nine percent of males said they consider 
uh, the path a good career choice. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. I'm By wondering. the way, you know what I'm tired of seeing? What? People working out. On, oh, on, uh, I know, yeah, yeah. oh my god! Like, like, like people that stop it that aren't even personal trainers or or fitness models or yeah. something like that. They, they just show them. What is that e- about exercising? I I don't know. Uh, unless you're dazzling, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, it seems like this most narcissistic. It's the thing that I skip over the quickest when I see people doing exercise routines. I'm like, I don't want to see. I don't want to work. There are out. so many watch non non. Talent. I mean, literally, there. You know, so much like of TikTok. There's so much of TikTok that is simply mouthing dialogue from movies. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but yet, uh, I hate that too. Yeah, mouthing the the, the, the and they're not. It's not movie dialogue. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's a clip from another TikTok <laughs> video <laughs> that they took the audio of somebody just saying something like, you know, uh, I, I got big D energy, yeah. you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. I don't get it. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, somebody had a great idea for me okay. being an influencer. Okay. Something unique and different and will kill two birds with one stone. What? Me playing various drum kits, different, you know, brands. Yeah. With different brand golf clubs. Using there you go. them as the drumstick. Like that. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. an angle. I'll guarantee you no one's done that before. That is an yeah. angle. Yeah. You should yeah. probably do, do it. it on the beach in Hawaii. Yes. You know? Yes. With using a different air carrier each That's time right. and staying in a different hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I can't believe I'm back at the Marriott. I like where this is going. We need to put all things, everything you love, together in uh-huh. one thing. So, all various things. We've been on the air forever, and we have yet to convince any one of the major amusement parks in <laughs> to Florida yes, to allow us to come down to their pre-designed yeah, we can't media radio crap. studios no. that are designed exactly for that. Meanwhile, and Susie Cream Cheese Susie has a Cream residency Cheese there at the uh, at the Falcon in Arkansas. <laughs> no, that's not true. Just two weeks, they would, and have... then before she leaves, they gave her a drum kit and a full set of golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Susie Cream Cheese is a name that Bill makes up when he's talking about other radio personalities. I don't know. Is it Susie Cream Cheese in the morning? <laughs> Brings the haha. <laughs> I think it's him that stops it. It's not. It's not. The, no, the he'd actually be. Uh, Bill would support that. It's just we can't. I no, guess. Yeah, I don't know no, about that. They would yeah, totally have he would be fine there. if it, it, you know they if it makes sense. No. I don't know. I've, when we've mentioned him before, he said things like, well, "What are you going to talk about? How great the roller coaster is?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I yeah. never yeah. late to the. We're going to talk about it, and we, we in fact, we will probably, <sighs> we will probably miss a few days because we're having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, people do have their eyes on this as a uh, as a, a vocation. Yes. Uh, Gen Z. I mean, a quarter of them. Uh, feel that being a um, an influencer is the way to go for a, a, a full time job. I'm beginning to think that eventually we'll hit a point at which there's such a glut of influencers that yeah. by sheer, you'll you'll just become overly cynical about everything you're hearing. The same, we, it, it's a new way to transmit this information for a lot of people. It's like, oh well, this person always seemed to align with is telling me this. But you remember years ago, Kim Kardashian got in trouble because she was failing to. Um, reveal this arrangement that she'd had as an influencer. Mm. And so I'm just mentioning these products by happenstance. And, mm-hmm. and then 
the the whole notion of the influencer became an yeah issue. yeah yeah th- exactly and then it, then it was like okay it, it almost kind of I guess legitimized it a little bit more it did yeah know? sadly yeah I know right yeah mm. all right anyhow something to, to think about friends all right let's take a break and come back in a moment and get ready for the BFL by the way. And I'm sure we've got all our uh, participants ready to go. But just a reminder, because the clock is ticking, we only got about 15 minutes left on the deadline. If you want to enter in the presidency battle of the self-proclaimed experts, which we are going to conduct on Thursday, is the Always Sunny in Philadelphia edition. And up for grabs is a meet and greet and VIP setup for the Always Sunny podcast, which is going to be September 19th at the Met. Yes. Uh, so if you know everything about that show and are better than anyone else that we might put you up against. We want to hear about it, and you just need to tell us why. Send the information to us via PrestonAndSteve.com. You can click on it, and the deadline is at 10 a.m., so in just a few minutes. So just giving you a last-second warning in case you have that all set up, ready to go, and haven't sent it in yet. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and Bizarre File Studies or Stories are on the way. Stay with us. Students across the Delaware Valley are ready to resume their educational pursuits. At 93.3 WMMR, we're still trying to get the alphabet right. It's MMR's Back to School A to Z, our annual remedial romp through thousands of different songs. Alphabetically by title, amounts to roughly two weeks worth of no-repeat hits, album cuts, and some app you've never heard. Join Professor Jackie Bam Bam as he starts the rock and roll call next Thursday at 7 p.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything, and we mean everything, that rocks. Let us get into the Bizarre File, friends. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all righty, brought to you this morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold. With Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions, press and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytech.corp. Uh, no, drytechcorp.com. There we go. All right, um, let's go with this one. At a border crossing between the United States and Mexico, border officials said they found 60 reptiles in an Oxnard man's pockets in February. What the hell's going on here? 60 of them. And they were alligators, right? Well, he said they were his pets. Okay. Uh, Six months later, the man, Jose Manuel Perez, pleaded guilty to smuggling more than 1,700 wild animals into the U.S. over a six-year period. Gosh, he's got a lot of pets. He faces a maximum of 20 years in federal prison for each smuggling count. And up to five years while for wildlife tracking. I know how he gets, though, because it's the same with me. When I travel, I'll stuff my cats down my pants. Oh, yeah. Uh, Perez, who also went by the alias Julio Rodriguez, used social media to arrange his smuggling operation between January 2016 and February 2022, which focused primarily on smuggling reptiles into the U.S. from Mexico and Hong Kong. There's no way most of these things don't die in transit. Steve, the reptiles do include baby crocodiles. There you also, go. Uh, Yucatan box turtles, Mexican bearded lizards, and many more animals. And lot lizards. Uh, Perez <laughs> did not declare the animals to U.S. Customs officials or obtain any unnecessary permits required under the international treaty. 
Instead, he boasted on Facebook about his trips to Mexico, where he gathered reptiles and posted photos and videos to potential buyers. Is he a reptile smuggler influencer? Uh, maybe he is. Uh, he also used several accomplices as part of his operation who were paid a crossing fee whenever they smuggled the animals across the border. I also used his sister's PayPal account and had the animals shipped to his home under his mother's name. But it's unclear if his mother was involved in the operation or not. But they caught him with 60 in his pants at the time. <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy. Uh, I love it when uh, crazy racist people get owned. So I dig this story. A man has been uh, convinced, uh, convicted of a federal hate crime over a highly dangerous and racially motivated road rage attack on a black man who was driving with his girlfriend and daughter last summer. A guy named Jordan Patrick uh, Lehay uh, was found guilty. The conviction comes as a double loss for Lehay because the man he attacked was a trained mixed martial artist who Uh-oh. easily subdued him <laughs> and kept him in a chokehold until the authorities arrived. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, so, and he apparently, he apparently willfully intimidated his victim who was identified in court papers only as JT. So as the family traveled home uh, from dinner, Lee Hay zoomed up beside TJ's car, hung out his window, made a gun gesture with his hands. While making the gesture, he yelled racial slurs at JT and then swerved into the lane. When, uh, the man tried to escape by driving away, uh, Lee Hay aggressively tailgated JT and then pulled alongside him again and swerved aggressively into his lane, forcing him to swerve into a turn lane. As he did so, uh, Lee Hay's car swiped JT's car. The vehicles not fully collide, but the driver's side mirror of JT's car was hit. Uh, Lee Hay then drove away. Well, uh, JT realized that he had been the victim of a hit and run and was intent on getting the license plate. So he went after and tried to photograph it for the police after catching up to the defendant. JT used his cell phone to take the license picture. Lee got out of his car and aggressively made for JT's vehicle. Uh, and JT was concerned Lee might have had a gun and told his girlfriend to call police. And he got out to protect his family. The two met beside the car. When they did, Lee was uh, first the aggressor, saying something to the effect of F U N word. Uh, Lee tried to strike JT with a closed fist. JT, uh, martial artist. Slipped the blow and punched Lee Hay twice. JT then caught Lee Hay in a chokehold and held him until he passed out and retra- restrained him until the county deputies arrived. Uh, when they did arrive on the scene, Lee Hay made several statements to indicate that he was motivated by anti black bigotry, telling law enforcement black people need to be, quote, kept in their areas. Well, he now faces 10 years in federal prison. Oops. So, what do you think that bye-bye. the odds are when he gets out, they both become best of friends and star in an 80s sitcom? Maybe so. Yeah. You never know. Uh, registered sex offender on probation for trying to buy a child for $200,000 in 2018 is back behind bars, accused of trying to buy another <sighs> child. Oh, dear God. 85-year-old Helmuth Kolb what? of Port Orange yeah. was arrested Thursday after the incident at a local Winn-Dixie store. All right, all right. How much for a dwarf? So Lauren Bennigan says that she thought Kolb was just a lonely old man when, oh, he, he, first, is. when he first eyed her and her playful 18-year-old daughter inside the store. Uh, she said he just came up and he started making comments about how pretty she was and how good her dancing was and how uh, he could never have children and he wanted children. Uh-huh. Uh, mother and daughter went on their way and happened to be leaving the store through one of the exits as Cole was coming out another. She said he approached me in the parking lot, actually chased me down in the parking lot and said, hey, I want to make a deal with you. I'd like to buy her for $100,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
She said, I was Would that in, be okay? I was in complete shock. Uh, Kolb was arrested for violating his probation, and a judge has ordered he be held without bond. Uh, Kolb had been serving five years probation for grabbing another child in a local Walmart in 2018, kissing her wrist and offering to buy her for $200,000. All right, all right, forget that. I'll give you $30 if you poop in this cup. Uh, police... <laughs> Police say when they questioned Kolb about offering to buy Benning's daughter, Kolb laughed and then said, ah, we all like kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Don't we all? Dear God. Uh, He's actually a sweet old man. <laughs> Kolb was registered as a sex offender after the 2018 incident and the terms oh, of his probation. I want to have a relationship with children, huh? Uh, the terms of his probation include no contact with minor children other than family and must be accompanied in malls and big stores like Winn-Dixie. Uh, Kolb was alone when he approached Benning and her daughter. Benning says she doesn't know what's wrong with the suspect, but said that there's no question something wrong with him. Benning says her daughter is okay, but she really shaken up by the bizarre encounter. She told her mother she doesn't want to go to grocery shopping anymore. No, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Screw that, that guy came up and tried to buy me. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap up. A mom in Canada said she was charged over $8,000 by a car rental company, which claimed that she drove in three days yeah, 22,369 miles, about the entire distance of the Earth's circumference. A little short of it, but get She must have been hauling ass. And now the mom has been advising people to think twice about using car rental company Express Services thanks to her unfortunate experience. Giovanni, bon- Giovanni Boniface... Uh, from Vancouver, rented a car from a rental company uh, at uh, Toronto Pearson International Airport earlier this month. She arrived in the city to help her daughter move to college. And where do you plan on going on your trip? Oh, I'm going to drive around the world. Uh, she used the car to drive between the airport downtown Toronto to Kitchener and back about eight, 186 miles by the time she returned the car. She was set to fly to Europe when she returned the car to the airport. was... Uh, lumped with address uh, with added stress when she checked her credit card statement, and it said eight thousand dollars. <laughs> she said she checked the statement, and she said that's when I noticed this charge for eight thousand from Avis. And after an investigation in the receipt, she saw that she had been charged a rate of twenty five cents per kilometer, which was thirty six thousand kilometers, about twenty two thousand miles. That's the equivalent of driving for three days straight at a speed of 310 miles per hour nonstop. In other words, you could drive to Canada, from Canada to Australia and back. So she tried to get it worked out, and like they they said they couldn't fix it at first. You're going to have to pay, ma'am. And eventually she got a hold of Canadian media, and then they were able to work it out for 22,000. Listen, you're the one that drove around the world. Yeah, exactly. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll see how closely you've been paying attention to the program. A lesson question. We'll also throw in the trash and music news for good measure. Stay there because we'll be back in a moment. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On this uh, Monday morning, that letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize to get you started coming along shortly. And we got a trip, a music trip, rock concert trip uh, that you could win. And we don't want you to miss that opportunity. So make sure that you are with us to the very end today. But right now, giving away something else. We got a $50 Dunkin' gift card. If you can answer this lesson question, something that took place earlier on today's program, let's see if you can win it. And I knew we had to go with this. Surprisingly, who was the press secretary on later seasons of West Wing? 215263 WMMR. If you heard earlier this morning, who the press secretary on later episodes of the West Wing was, and you should call now and let us know. 215-263-WMMR. And while we wait for your call to come through, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought this morning by Sequoia Outback. If your deck or patio is in need of a refresh, you can go see our friends at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield. Shop their end-of-season sale going on right now. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, 45-year-old Robin Thicke and his new 21-year-old girlfriend, April Love Geary, were spotted at a trendy L.A. restaurant Friday night. Thicke says he wasn't even looking for a girlfriend Then, when there was Geary leaving a kinder care. Hey! Ellen Burstyn explaining why it took 50 years for her to, 50 years for her to agree to appear in a sequel to The Exorcist. Person says she finally saw what she wanted in the script, which was a check for $10 million. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, MTV is scrapping a season four of their reality show, Floribama Shore. MTV says, unfortunately, the show lost its underwriting grant from the Chubb Group. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, to the phones we go. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Surprisingly, who was the press secretary on later seasons of West Wing? And we will go to Gabriel, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Gabriel, good morning. Yahoo! Yeah. Yahoo! <laughs> a little different take on you, I changed it, yeah. All right, Gabriel, who was the press secretary of later uh, seasons of the West Wing? I believe it was Jason Voorhees. You got it. Yeah, hang on, bud. We're going to set you up with a $50 Dunkin' gift card, and it's go time for our teachers, and Dunkin' is brewing up the perfect way to say thank you. On Thursday, local educators will receive a free medium hot or iced coffee at participating Dunkin' restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with the band Arcade Fire. Uh, Four women have accused Wynn Butler of the group of sexual misconduct dating back to 2015. However, Butler denies the allegations. In a lengthy statement, Butler said in part, I have had consensual relationships outside of my marriage. I've never touched a woman against her will, and any implication that I have is simply false. I vehemently deny any suggestion that I forced myself on a woman or demanded sexual favors. That simply and unequivocally never happened. Uh, He continued saying, while these relationships were all consensual, I am very sorry to anyone who I have hurt with my behavior. Life is filled with tremendous pain and error, and I never want to be part of causing someone else's pain. Uh, Three of the women were, quote, uh, devoted Arcade Fire fans between the ages of 18 and 23 at the start of their interactions with Butler, which took place during overlapping periods from 2016 to 2020. 
when he was between 36 and 39 years old. A fourth person who is gender fluid and uses they and them pronouns claims that Butler sexually assaulted them twice in 2015 when they were 21 and he was 34. So don't know where this is going to go, but that has hit. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, Ozzy Osbourne uh, doesn't want to die in the United States. The 73-year-old told The Observer that mass shootings are part of the reason that he and his wife, Sharon, will be spending most of their time in the U.K. from now on. The former Black Sabbath frontman said, I'm fed up with people getting killed every day. God knows how many people have been shot in school shootings, and there was that mass shooting in Vegas at that concert. It's effing crazy. He said, I don't want to die in America. I don't want to be buried in effing forest lawn. I'm English. I want to be back. But saying that, if my wife said that we've got to go live in Timbuktu, I'll go. But no, it's just time for me to come home, he says. Uh, however, it doesn't look like Sharon will be bringing him stateside anytime soon. Uh, the former co-host of the talk said America has changed so drastically. It isn't the United States of America at all. Nothing's united about it. It's a very weird place to just live. Just tell him it's England. He'll believe it. To live right now. That's all you have to do. Yeah, we are. When does that happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's up in the morning to you. Uh, Pretty Reckless will release their latest project. It's called Other Worlds, and it's coming out November 4th. Loudwire reports that the album will feature covers as well as acoustic versions and remixes of some of their Death by Rock and Roll tracks. Uh, The band released the remixed version of Got So High on Friday. Writing on Instagram, uh, here is a different take on our music and a stripped-back version of us that we're excited to share with you. So some... Covers and some different versions of songs are coming out. Uh, are, they in the, are they in England? Uh, they are not. <laughs> well, they might be. I don't know where they Is are. Right now. I'm confused. Yeah, good question. Thanks, Oz. <laughs> uh, Frank Iero of My Chemical Romance has teamed up with a few other artists to form a new group called LS Dunes. Mm. Other band members include Travis Seaver of Coheed and Cambria. Very cool. We know him. Anthony Green from Circa Survive and two members from Thursday, Tim Payne and Tucker Rule. Uh, through a press release, Rule said we wanted to do something where you can hear all of our bands in it and yet not have it sound like any other in one, any like anyone in particular. I would have gone with Dune Puma as the name of the band, but that's just us. We created that here. Uh, the new single, Permanent Rebellion, is out now and the album will be released on November 11th. LS Dunes have announced a short run of North American tour dates kicking off at Riot Fest in Chicago on September 16th and wrapping up in Baltimore on November 30th. And My Chemical Romance is currently touring North America. They're in town tonight. As well. Are they in town tonight? Yeah, they're in Philly. I did not know that. Yeah. It's just incredible news. They're playing the Wells Fargo Center tonight, yeah. Uh, Awesome. And then two more quick things. Uh, Set for release on November 18th is Kiss, Creatures of the Night. 40th, 40th Anniversary Super Deluxe Edition. The 103-track collection features 75 previously unreleased. There are chickens that come out on the day, but then there are chickens that come out on the night, mm. and they are very scary. Creatures of the night. Chickens, Chick- of, chickens the night. of the night. <laughs> Behold, the chickens of the night. What clucking they make. The set features newly remastered original album with two discs featuring 34 demos, rarities, and outtakes, including uh, released gems like uh, Deadly Weapon, the the Penny Lane demo, and Not for the Innocent demo, and Betrayed Outtake. Creatures of the Night, or Chickens of the Night, 
uh, was released on October 13, 1982. Although Ace Freely is pictured on the album's cover and is listed in the credits, he did not play on the album and had been replaced by Vinnie Vincent at that time. Uh, the album, a longtime fan favorite for its return to form songwriting and hardness, peaked at number 45 in the Billboard 200. And Chickens of the Night was the band's final release for Casablanca. I'm just going with that. Chickens of the Night. Yeah. And, the uh, heat of the chickens of the night. The last to you be... Can dance until the... What is the song? Morning light. Right. Forget about the, the worries, worries on, on your mind. mind. You can leave your chickens behind. Is that Rhythm of the Night? Yeah. Get the rhythm of the night. You can dance until the night. Yeah. Feel the chicken in the heat of the rhythm of the night. Stop with the chicken. Chicken in the heat. <laughs> Uh, and it was their last to be released while still wearing makeup until 1998's Psycho Circus. Sick. Sick. Psycho Circus. Totally into chickens. All right. And then um, finally, there's a new rock breakdown on MMR's Instagram. Ah. Yes. Always good. The Amazing Sarah Parker covers uh, Can Metallica Go Pop Punk? Is Hannah Montana actually Taylor Momsen? Will we be able to stream the Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert live next month? So these questions and more are answered on Rock Breakdown. If you follow us on Instagram at 933WMMR, you will be the first to see the new episodes. And you get breaking rock news on WMMR.com. So that is now available for you to see. Her and uh, That's a, a Nick Murphy production. That's right. Along with uh, Sarah Parker. So... All right, and that's music news. Let's wrap this segment up, take a break, come back in a second, letter day word of the week prize, and then we turn it over to Pierre. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Excited to remind you that MMR's Back to School <sighs> A to Z is coming up this week. It's awesome. I love it. Starts on Thursday, 7 p.m. Jackie Bamiam gets started. Ask anybody that works here. Almost everybody will tell you that it is our favorite music-based programming event of the year. And we love it. You hear stuff you hardly ever get to hear. It's awesome. Yep, and it's fun to play quirky and different songs uh, that that pop up on the playlist and you know longer tracks yep. and and uh yeah it's just a, it's it's a cool dive into the vault it's not absolutely all of every single you know track on every album but it's all music that's been played on here uh, on <laughs> MMR one time or another. The voluminous library. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's the vault, and we open it up, and we have some fun with it. So looking forward to that getting started on Thursday. Thank you to our guest, G. Love. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Was on the program. Great to talk to him. Even played a little tune for us. Uh, he's performing at Laguna in Brigantine tonight. And you can go to lagunagrillandrumbar.com to get tickets. So make sure... You get those and go. You've earned it. Uh, and thank you to Bert Kreischer. Hey, hey, hey. Bert called us from Hawaii. <laughs> it was on Oahu. Yeah. 3 a.m. I can't believe we got him on, but uh, he's headed to AC on Saturday and Sunday. He's got shows at uh, the Hard Rock 
Uh, so uh, he was very, very tired, but uh, he perked up after we started talking to him. For I a mean, while. yeah, he was more cogent than I would have assumed. That's awesome. So nice to have him on this morning. And nice to, nice to see Pierre Robert. Hey. hey, my children. Monday. How you doing, man? Uh, fine. I uh, was going to stop and visit you around midnight um, uh, on Saturday night. Um, I was in um, Cape May, uh-huh. went down to see the Hooters, and then I was driving back up, and I said, I'll just stop and visit with <laughs> Casey and Preston. I'll go knock on their doors. Maybe it was 1 a.m., I don't know. Mm. Maybe later. Yeah. And um, just, like, have a, you know, brewski and just chat about life and, yeah. uh, you know, stuff. What, what changed your mind? I knew um, the police would be coming. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And running with the authorities. One, one more arrest and you're, yeah, yeah, you're facing uh, some serious yeah. stuff. I'm on three strikes. As it is. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Next yes. time, just sit outside his house uh, with the beer and uh, wait that's, for him to wake up. Cause that's he, a good idea. Uh, nobody will be alarmed. Because um, he would be my wake-up call. Then. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good thinking. Nice. <laughs> How were the Hooters? Amazing. Yeah, of course. Just amazing. They just... They just, I mean, you guys had them on last week, but I mean, they, they're they so modest, they didn't talk about this um, f- phenomenal tour they just got off of in Europe, and crowds are just, crowds just go insane for them over there, and the place was sold out even in Cape May, and it was uh, in Quakertown, they played Friday night, and then there's the, they close out, they're going back to Europe today, in fact, uh, for some more dates, and then they end the season in November, the first weekend at the Keswick Theater for cool. two nights. Uh, Dave so was sickening and sent me, uh, uh, he emailed me and sent him a video of the drum solo that he's constructed for uh, these shows, and he's added some really cool little samples of, like, the Rocky theme and yes. stuff like that in there, so it was a lot of fun. Well, uh, uh, in Saturday's show, he, he did, did a shore that. thing, right? Yeah, he yeah. he hit the sample thing, and it was on the way to Cape May. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, so they he's incor- he tries to incorporate something that relates to whatever town they're in. Yeah. Uh, so in Germany, they were doing German things in Holland, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, that that continues. Love it. Excellent. That's yeah, great. All right, uh, we got a new prize. You got a new letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. A, as in A to Z, starts on Thursday night. Excited for it. Uh, and we have a trip to give away for the Word of the Week prize. A trip for two to see Bush, Allison Chains, and Breaking Benjamin in West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. Saturday, October 1st. That includes round-trip airfare and two-nights hotel. So just gather the letters. We're off on Friday, so Thursday, I assume, is when we'll give that away, right? Yeah, it has to be. That's what I've always assumed. So uh, we will do that then. So a four-letter word, sir, and you know a few of those. Roger. Yeah. Uh, That's one of them. (laughs) What's up on your show today, my man? Uh... Five letters. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, is it? Yeah. yeah it's okay. R-O-G-R. Uh, oh. I didn't, I didn't uh, think of the okay. Pierre spelling of it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Wake up. All right? I'm sorry. Smell the karma. Um, we will celebrate the birthday this past weekend of Alex Lifes, and that means a block of rush. Ooh. And we got SRV, Stevie, Ray Vaughan, oh, and we Another got, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. And uh, Rod Stewart. Um, so it's going to be a fun uh, hour and a half of music in the noontime hour. You cannot go wrong. You can't. No. You can't. You just can't. 
Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Brought to you today, the President Steve Show. Brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, the official grocery store of the President Steve Show, and by Sunoco. With the new Sunoco Go Rewards app, when you fuel, you save. Download the app to start saving. Uh, tomorrow on this very radio program, how about this? Comedian Stephen Wright. Aha, uh-huh. I love Stephen Wright. We'll be on the show. He's awesome. And uh, we'll do a Tech Tuesday and we'll get into some other good stuff. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 